morning, afternoon, evening, and wherever you are in the world, and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is a very special episode of Ruthless Talk. Yes, we're going to talk some WWE SmackDown. We're going to talk about the draft. There's a whole lot of stuff to cover in regards to that situation. Of course, today is another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week. But before we get into all of that, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, we have a very special guest. I would love to introduce to you. Uh, she is a active wrestler for Riot City Wrestling. She is from Adeline, Australia. She is a four-time RCW Women's Champion. Uh, one of those reigns, she held it for 728 days. What? Talking ladies, about championship reigns. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce to you the lovely Miss Savannah Summers. Hi. Yes, welcome. Thank you for coming. Yes. Absolutely. There are the cheers. <laughs> Savannah, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. No, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. This has been in the works for quite some time, and here we are, right? That's so, right. But thank you so much to have Easy. you, uh, for, for you to be on the show. Thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to no be a part of the show. No problems at all. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, and like I said, I will, um, I will put down her Twitter and her Instagram. Guys, make sure you guys go check her out, and as well as Riot City Wrestling and that whole promotion. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check her out. She does tremendous work. So highly recommend uh, to do your research and check her out. She, like I said, she does a tremendous job Thanks. and all of that jazz. So uh, let's dive in and get straight into these questions. So Brian, I'll have you start off with your first question. Uh, take it away, my man. The floor is yours. Yeah, well, first, again, let me just say thank you again for coming on as well. Uh, I'll keep that short. But uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so yeah, my first question um, is kind of like how do you do you remember like the first instance you kind of became interested in wrestling and knew this is kind of what you wanted to do? And then also kind of to piggyback off that, do you remember like your first big break in the business, how you actually got started, you know, yeah. booking matches yeah. and, you know. Obviously, I remember everything because I love yeah. wrestling <laughs> so much and it's just part of me. So you hold on to all those memories, but. <clears throat> Yeah, I still, yeah. I still remember when I was, I mean, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I watched, but I remember finding it on TV um, and it just, I, I think I was just flipping through the channels and wrestling was on and um, it was uh, WWF at the time. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? This, <laughs> this looks amazing. And I just sat there and watched the whole show. Um, and I love it. it was, love it. yeah, I remember seeing the undertaker and the rock and just, uh, falling in love. Like oh they, they were just these big characters that were just so mesmerizing and just drew me in. And I was like, this is great. Um, and yeah, and I was just hooked from there. Just, I just loved it. And then I would just try to watch anything. And back then when I loved it, we didn't really have the internet. The internet was just becoming a thing. So it was like trying. I'm of that generation yeah, too. Trying so. to figure out like when it was on and what you could watch. Cause I didn't know the difference. Like I didn't know there was different shows like um, with WCW and stuff. And um, so I would just watch anything that was on. And then after a while I just started like falling more in love with um, WWE and just watched a lot more of that but if anything was on i would watch it but it was hard to keep track of like over here most of the stuff was aired at like 
midnight. So I was very young right. and I would have to like wake up and sneak the TV on really quiet <laughs> and be like, don't wake my parents up. I'm going to get in trouble. Um, so yeah, but I just knew I loved it straight away. I always just had a thing for it as soon as I saw it on TV. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> and, then, awesome. and then I would say um, I got very lucky. I, I, like I never fell out of love with wrestling. I just continued to love it all through school, through high school, even when, you know, you're going through high school and everyone's like wrestling. That's a bit lame, isn't it? Especially being a girl, everyone's like sure. wrestling. Yeah. And I'm like, shut up, it's great. <laughs> and so I just... <laughs> never yeah never fell out of love with it and i think um probably when i was about 13 or 14 i was like you know i really like this i think i really want to do it like i don't know how i don't know how i'm going to go about this but i really want to get involved and um and when i was 18 years old i went um into the city with a bunch of my girlfriends um i think it was one of my girlfriends 18th birthday so we went out to party and we ran into some guys, like we just met some guys in town and they happened to be professional wrestlers. And I was like, no way, oh my God, this is what <laughs> I want to do, like still. So I, um, right. I basically got all their information, where they trained and uh, who they wrestled for. And I, I went down like the following week to training and I started like two weeks later. Nice. Very nice, very yeah, nice. Awesome. Very, very nice. <laughs> it was meant to so be. Speaking of WWE, yeah. WWE, I know we were just talking about that earlier. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers, Savannah, that you have faced in the past that are now wrestling in the states of WWE that have that you have wrestled before in Riot City Wrestling. You know, names like Rhea Ripley, who's currently your SmackDown women's champion. You have Indy Hartwell, who's your current NXT uh, women's champion, as well as people like Diana Perrazzo, uh, Tessa Blanchard, you know, to see because uh, because here's the thing too, right? A lot of Australian wrestlers have really taken professional wrestling as of late by storm. Um, and you have been kind of part of that, of kind of really been, you know, or, you know, just wrestling with these, with these women. And, you know, it's, it's because of sure of you and, of, you know, part of their journey wrestling with you that they're at where they're at today with WWE. You know, so when you see that, right, you see people like Rhea Ripley and Indy Hartwell, where they're at, like, Describe how much it means to you, you know, being an Australian wrestler. Um, and have you gotten in touch with these wrestlers? Do you still keep in touch with these people? And just how much does it mean to you to see people from your neck of the woods in Adelaide, Australia, to see these people really, really, uh, you know, develop and just show their superstardom over in WWE in the States? It's fantastic. It really is. It's so amazing to see all the great talent that we have down here finally making it to the big stages in the States. Um, like, unfortunately, being in Australia for a very, very long time, we were not seen, we were forgotten about. It, you know, they wouldn't, you wouldn't have them, um, any of the top companies coming over here and doing tryouts, uh, doing anything. So unless you had the money to go over there and then meet the right people, get the right connections to do tryouts, um, it just wouldn't happen. It was really impossible. So the fact that they're actually noticing us now and coming down here and seeing the great talent we have, and we've all, we have had for a very long time, um, it's great. It's sad that it didn't happen earlier. I'm, I'm obviously uh, a lot older. So 
when I started and was probably in my prime and would have been a good time to get signed or to try to get signed and get a contract, um, they just it just wasn't happening down in Australia. And I didn't have the money to be going, you know, flying all the way over there and not knowing anyone and trying to make my way back then. So uh, it's good now because uh, like people like me have been around so we can give um, good advice to the new girls coming through and guys. Um, and also they're coming up like WWE have been coming over here every few years and they do tryouts and then they can see who they like and they, you know, offer them contracts, take them back over there and they sort everything for them, which is obviously so much easier than trying to figure it all out yourself. It's very, very hard. So I, um, as much as I feel like I missed the boat because I was, a, I'm not quite in the age bracket of the girls and the guys that are getting signed now, I do feel like. I have definitely helped um, by going through everything I went through for many, many years and helping the girls get to where they, they are now like so they can be signed and, you know, make, make names for themselves, which is amazing. It's great to see. And I do feel like, you know, I've, I've been part of their journey. Like I was um, Rhea's first ever uh, match I had over here. And, I mean, obviously I had a lot of matches with her. Um, I had, I think, dropped the belt to her twice, I think. So, um, yeah, like, I, I love to see how much she's doing now. Like, I, obviously, when we first saw Rhea, we knew she was going to be a star. We, well, you, I, I think we say that with a lot of people. You can see it. You're like, oh, we just need to get them seen yeah. because they have everything about them that, you know, is what they're looking for. So, yeah. Um, right. yeah, it's so good to see what she's doing now and where she's going. And same with Indy. I know I had Indy's uh, first ever stipulation match, which was a tables match. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And um, I'm so grateful to see, like, yeah, where she is now. She's doing amazing things. And and even though I think she's been in NXT for a while, when she finally got that belt, I was like, oh, it's been worth it. It's great. Like, I'm so happy. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's a great girl. She's an absolute sweetheart. And um, I hope she does amazing things now that she's been called up to the main roster uh i guess as soon as her um leg ankle whatever it was heals up hopefully like yeah, right. she can make a big splash so yeah and even yeah. even other girls like um tony storm like she's doing amazing things and um and even when the um the iconics were around like they're both doing great um yep. and you know it was great to see them as well make it <laughs> so because uh, those those girls like um especially um jesse she um she's a little bit older so we kind of started like she i was a little bit before her but we had a lot of our first matches together and and did a lot so yeah it's it's been great to see all of them make it so far i'm so proud of them all absolutely well and shout out to the you know one of the pioneers over there in australia to to yourself so <laughs> absolutely just uh, makes me feel old. that actually kind of <laughs> Well, I, I'm in a, so I'm a little well, much older than James here. So you know, I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. I yeah. feel you. <laughs> I've been around for a minute too. Um, but yeah, it kind of leads into my next question: is you know we, we've kind of seen this influx of you know, or at least the typical ignorant American self that all we know is what's here, right? Um, but over the last like three to five years, we've we've named a, a bunch of people, but even uh, Aussie Open, Grayson Waller. So have you? You know, what has there been like a kind of like a wrestling explosion there in the last like 10, 20 years in Australia or, 
you know, because now we're really seeing this, you know, a, a really big influx of talent. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I would say yes and no. Um, it was massive here back in the 80s. It was huge. When I think, I think it was, you know, it was big everywhere back then. It was massive. Yeah. And then it sort of just disappeared. It just died. And um, I think people just, when the people started getting smart to the business, I guess, it, um, it really just died down here. Um, but then I think the Attitude Era probably got a lot of people interested again. And probably mm -hmm. since the 2000s, it's just been taking off again. Like when I yeah. started in 2005, there was at least, I would say, two companies in each state, which is pretty decent. Like even now, there's maybe three maybe four in each state so it's gone up but it's still it was um already starting to like go up like back in the 2000s and like no one was coming over like no one was looking at us probably until maybe 2015 i don't think we got so there was I got you. 10 15 mm. years there where it was big here and we had amazing talent but nobody noticed us unless you took yourself overseas um which a couple right. of people did like a, a lot of a lot of the guys would go to japan and there was a couple of people mm -hmm. that did mexico and like emma um or tenille she made her way over so she was like yeah. a little bit earlier than when we started getting noticed outside like you know they started coming over and noting uh, noticing us otherwise it was like yeah all oh, you had to really step up and take yourself over there and i think um, even with Emma, she had family, I think, in Canada. So it made it a bit easier for her. Not saying she had it easy. She would have had it really tough, like, you know, making sure, her sure. way around and doing it all herself. But, yeah, just even just having someone over there that can help you get around or, sh you know, show you what to do would be so great. So, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Savannah, I want to, I want to change the narrative from – you know, Australia wrestling as a whole back over to you because clearly, you know, you're, you're, you know, in regards to your history, you're a vet, you've, you've done this a time or two and you've done a tremendous job, by the way. I mean, me and Brian have gone back and we, they, you know, we've watched your matches with Rhea Ripley, yeah. people like Indy Hartwell, and you've really done a tremendous job. Seriously. Like you have done really, really tremendous. But what I want to know, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm sure you consider Riot City wrestling, that whole promotion, pretty much your home, right? You've been there you know for for a very long time now are there any aspirations of you maybe one day coming to the states and joining a company like wwe or aew or impact wrestling is that something that maybe you want to do um you know going further along in your career or would you rather prefer kind of stay in in this in the country of australia and with riot city wrestling now what are what are your long-term plans right now in the state of your career um okay so yeah i would say long-term plans for now um, yeah, Riot City is definitely my home. I've been, that's when I went into town that night and met a bunch of boys, they, I would say they wrestled for Riot City, but at the time they didn't because Riot City didn't exist. So they wrestled right. for a different company, but within a few months of me meeting them, um, things kind of got messed up and Riot City began. So I have legitimately been with them since the inception of Riot City. So I feel a very strong connection to them and I feel like 
I can't, I would never leave them, like, in, in Australia, like, I could never, I mean, something big would have to happen for, for me to go, <laughs> no, nah, I'm done, and and go somewhere else. Like I obviously I work a lot of companies, but yeah, they're they're always going to be my number one company. Um, I just have just big ties to them, obviously. Um, I have wrestled in the states. I've wrestled, you know, in South Africa, in the UK, in New Zealand, in China, um, Singapore. I've wrestled all around the world. So I've been very lucky to be able to travel, you know, everywhere. Um, with wrestling and <clears throat> do so much and all around Australia, which is great. Um, but I think, I feel like at this point I am, I'm getting a bit older and I, as much as I do still love wrestling and I can't imagine not having it in being part of my life. Like I just can't, it's just the best thing in the world. Even now after learning everything, you know, behind the scenes, and all the, the bullshit you go through. <laughs> I still love it. I still <laughs> no love doubt. it. Yeah, no um, doubt. No doubt. But I think at the moment, I, I don't know if you, you guys probably obviously aren't aware, I'm currently pregnant. So. <laughs> okay, well, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's, let's give a round of applause for, for, for Miss Savannah Summers. Absolutely. Very, Congrats. Yes, seriously. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you seriously. so much. Yes, um, I was. Um, yeah, continue. Continue. <laughs> I was, I guess, I'm getting a bit older and I'm starting to think maybe it wouldn't happen. So, uh, but I've always wanted to be a mum. So I am, I am pregnant. And I think at the moment that is where my, my future lies um, with being a mum. Mm -hmm. I would still love to be a wrestler. Like, I think I need to wait and see how things play out and how I feel after um, I give birth and everything. But I do love it, and I would still love to continue wrestling and being a mum. But I think at this point it means staying in Australia and staying in Adelaide, like, based and st setting up, you know, nesting and setting up my family. And, <laughs> um, and right. then, yeah. yeah. But I still want to travel around, like, uh, here and there. But probably just I have to pull it back a bit now. I can't do it as much as I used to. So... Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. But I'm okay with that. I feel like I've done so much. Like I said, I've traveled the world. I've done pretty much everything I've wanted to do with wrestling. Um, and I, I, I think I can look back with no regrets. So uh, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's good to hear. Yeah, congrats on the pre on the uh, pregnancy. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, obviously, I neither one of us are in this industry, but I've I've grown up watching it, and I've I've read all this stuff, and it's it's a hard lifestyle to to live, you know, on the road. So yeah, you know, I, I do I enjoy a, you know hearing a story when you know somebody's coming to the end of the career, and you know what, it, it was a good run. It is what it is, and I'm ready to do this, and you know, Absolutely. so yeah, kudos Thank to you. you. <laughs> Very yeah. exciting. So James, do you have uh, another question, or do you want? Question. Yep. I, I guess I, I could probably make this kind of a two and one. Um, so like growing up, like the, you know, or once you got into wrestling, were there any anybody that you grew up watching that kind of you took bits and you know try to model your yourself after your your wrestling style or anything like that? And then also throughout your career, what would you say were your favorite feuds or, or matches that you you've had? Um. Okay. So I think. I, I just fell in love with like obviously the Attitude Era and all the women from that era. So I watched them a lot and I still love all those women to this day. So I probably 
um, wrestle a bit, which a lot of people wouldn't like, but like the girls back then because it's what I loved the most. Mm. Um, yeah, Me too. Like, I, I can't <laughs> help it. And as much as people are like, you know, things are evolving and everything's changing and you've got to like stay with the times. And I'm like, but that's what I love and, and that's what I fell in love with. And so that's, you know, that's always what I'm going to hold on to. So definitely like um, your, your Trish Stratus and your leaders and your Molly Hollies and mm. Victoria and all those girls, they're like, they're the girls I love. So, yeah, gotcha. I definitely probably have modelled a lot of my stuff off them or just, you know, come across a bit like, you know, those girls a bit. But I'm okay with that. I love mm-hmm. them. So so that's all right. Um, what was the second part of the question? Uh, just throughout your career, like, you know, who would you say were some of your favourite oh, feuds yeah. to have, you know, your opponents or, or matches yeah. in particular? Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say um, Rhea was a big one. Um, it was great when, we, when she came in because... It, it can be hard with women. Um, uh, I love wrestling women um, as much as everything's changing with, you know, wrestling men and stuff as well. I love wrestling women. It's always mm. always going to be what I prefer. And um, I think you – it's hard when we don't have that many women down here, like especially in Adelaide. You've, we've always got just a couple coming in and out. And for a long time I was the only girl. So finding other women and then other women that are like at that – that higher standard as well because you don't know where they're getting trained or how much they're training or what they're doing and and then i don't mean this in Mm. a mean way but like a lot of women obviously just don't have the same strength as like you know men do so um when you find a girl that is strong and you know you know is a good wrestler and safe um it's you can have obviously you can make magic with them so when Rita sure. came in she was um a really good base obviously she was a very like tall strong um woman and so i knew that i could do a lot with her which was great because i was always you know had to be the base and had to be the like the strong the strong girl and right, um, right. and everyone else got to do, do all the flippy stuff and you know you know have all the fun <laughs> And I don't mind, I didn't mind that. I don't mind being the heel, but like, it was nice to have someone like her come in. So we had like some great feuds. Like I said, I I dropped the belt to her twice, I think. And um, we had amazing feuds together. And even just, you have those smaller, like um, sort of house shows where you do like festivals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she would be just so easy to work because we would work together all the time. So we knew each other so well and you could just go out there on the fly and, and it would just flow and it was great. And so I would definitely say um, my feuds with her were amazing. And then we we currently have a couple of just amazing girls coming through. One of them um, being Delta. Um, she's just incredible. She's just come in and she, was nev- she never really watched wrestling. She was never really into wrestling. But her brother is a wrestler. And she would come and watch him when he started wrestling with Riot City. And she fell in love as well. And she was like, I'm going to give this a go. And she has just picked it up like so well. And so (laughs) I had um, a really good feud with her a couple of years ago. And that was amazing. And she's kind of doing it a bit now with her brother. So she's tagging and 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 kind of wrestling the men more. So I don't get to wrestle her as much. But when I do, I love it. It's so good. Because she's the same. She's very strong, very like good base. So like you can just, you feel safe out there with her and you can do anything. And and it's it's absolutely incredible. So, and also my most recent feud, I would say, um, with Amber, she she's the one that I um I dropped the belt to after the seven hundred and 
however many days it was. Twenty-eight days. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was in February. Roman Reigns has got a has got a run for his <laughs> money. By the way, Ryan. <laughs> I, I know. Well, when um there was when the pandemic happened, actually, um there was another girl who's um who's just come back after pregnancy, actually, and she's held the belt twice, and she had the longest rain and i had i i'm a bit selfish i should say because i held like every other record i think and then she took that away from me <laughs> because of the um the pandemic and you know we couldn't wrestle for so long and i was like yeah, i'm determined yeah. to get this record back like that's the one thing i want and everyone's like you've got everything why do you need that because i need everything right <laughs> go on on top baby <laughs> so i um so i was I so it. happy that like i managed to like get that and i'm like it's so big i'm like i no one's ever gonna beat me i swear <laughs> i love it um, but nice. like yeah i'm it. so happy take that spot anywhere yeah, you can i'm so I happy it. i've I got that it. now so but um amber's been yeah. amazing um she's she sort of came through and i've had like i had her first few matches as well and she's so tiny and I think a lot of people underestimate her because they think, you know, like, what's this little girl going to do? I mean, honestly, you meet her, she looks like a little 12-year-old girl. Not in a mean way, I love her. But um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to squish this girl. But she has just improved so much and done amazing things. And she's got this amazing gimmick now that's just awesome. So I've, um, I've had, like, a feud, like, the end of last year and then the start of this year we had a really good feud going. And it was so much fun. And then, yeah, unfortunately, I um, I did have to have surgery, which is um, why I had to pull out of our, our, our big match that we were going to have for the belt. Um, but we ended up doing, like, a, a match, and then and sh she rolled me up really quickly and, and got the belt. Um, so I didn't didn't really wrestle. But... Um, but then I ended up being pregnant, so it was all for the best. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> gotcha, happy gotcha. for her right, that right. she can like take the belt sure. and go on and do hopefully amazing things. And then you know, in six months, I'll be back for my belt. <laughs> there you go. Right? There you go. I love it. I love that energy. I love it. So Savannah, before before you go, uh, I have one last yeah. question for you. You know, me and Brian um, on this platform. We talk a lot about today's style of wrestling, right? I mean, obviously gone are the days, you know, Brian, you know, you know this as, as better as I do, you know, being a part of the ruthless aggression era, you know, I'm, I'm the younger generation, but I was still in a generation where I saw really good wrestling. Like, again, people like, you know, Batista, The Undertaker, uh, even like Eddie Grail, Brock Lesnar, all those people, right? And now there's today's style of wrestling where it's just all about just having a great match, you know, and I, and we talked about this Savannah before we started, you know, I've, I've always, I love watching your, your Instagram reels and your Twitter videos of how you try to connect to fans with a storyline on your social media. I love that stuff. I love when wrestlers actually put the time and effort to tell a story, you know, not, I mean, a whole lot of people in the States don't, don't do the stuff that, that you go the extra mile to do. So my question to you is, um, you know, what is your take on today's style of wrestling? You know, we talk about the, the flips and the dives and just all about just having a great and kind of selling in ring psychology, kind of going out the window. You know, are you are you are you with it? Are you against it? What's your stand on today's style? OK, of um, I would I don't I yeah, I don't <laughs> know if I'm with it or against it. We'll say I'm somewhere in the middle because I am um, mm -hmm. definitely old school. 
obviously I'm, I'm a bit older and I grew up um, watching, yeah, like the Attitude Era and all of that kind of stuff. Um, watching, I, you know, I, I miss kayfabe. I obviously really believe in all of that. So um, like, like I said, the intergender stuff, I'm not a huge fan of, which is controversial. I'm not allowed to say that because I'm a girl, but um, but that's how I feel. Like I like wrestling girls. I got into wrestling because I like watching women's wrestling and I love wrestling the women. So I don't mind wrestling a guy, but I feel like it has a time and a place. Um, I feel like it needs it to be a good storyline and it needs to be built up and it needs to make sense. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And I miss that. Brian, how many times have we said oh, really? on this platform about storylines? Uh, right, yeah. Th thank you. Like, st somebody, uh, thank you. Thank you, Savannah, yeah. for yeah. saying that. Because we've been preaching about that same type of stuff yeah. that you just I just miss that, I yeah. think. Continue, I just continue. miss that a lot. And um, listen, I love I love seeing all the athleticism of um, people these days and what they can do in the ring. It's absolutely incredible, especially absolutely. if you watch some really old absolutely. stuff. But I, I do still love the stuff where they would just – you know, punch each other and just, and that's it. And, and that was enough. They, and Headlock they take down. A move. It's exciting because they haven't done it. So you're like, he took yeah, him right. down. Like, I love that. I love watching that. So as much as it's nice to see where people have come, I just feel like it's still, there's a time and a place for it. I don't like watching people just go crazy for no reason. Then they get up and they're fine and it's great. It's like work and, and do it in the spot where it needs to be done to get the reaction you want mm. and then and then leave it alone you know it doesn't need to be got like non-stop go 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 it's too much i just feel like <laughs> I just, amen <laughs> amen yeah and i just i just i hate watching people like go crazy and almost kill themselves doing a move and then they get straight up and the and danger of it absolutely like, yes are you because i would be dead right now like <laughs> it doesn't right. make any sense. So yeah. I just I just wish we could reel it back a little bit because it just makes it harder to, yeah. you know, have those like lesser matches because then people are just expecting way too much. And that's that's kind of what I feel like with the, the intergender as well. If you do it all the time, people just get used to it and then it's not exciting. It's not mm -hmm. that like special occasion yeah. thing. And yeah, redundant. and if you build it kind of and make a storyline yeah. out of it, then when it happens, it is exciting. And you, you know, you really, yeah. you can't wait to see yeah. that girl, like, you know, get her comeuppance or whatever. But if if it's just done all the time and it's just a regular thing, I'm just like, oh, I just don't feel it. Because it, for me, it's just not kayfabe. It's like, I, you, you wouldn't go, I don't feel like you could really go out there. In some circumstances, sure. But most circumstances, the guy's going to beat the crap out of the girl. And that's how it's going to go. And so I just, I want it to be believable. That's all. I want to watch it and I want to be right, able to believe right, yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. sort of, if yeah. that all makes Definitely. sense. Definitely. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Absolutely. No, no, it yeah. does. Savannah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Seriously, we appreciate uh, Absolutely. You know, no thank you very much. Your busy schedule to join us for today. Once again, congratulations thank on your you. pregnancy. We wish you nothing yes. but the best. Uh, once again, guys, if uh, go check out her on social media. I'll put uh, links and everything on her social media, her Twitter, 
uh, her Instagram as well as uh, Riot City Wrestling. So make sure you go, you guys go check out that promotion as well. Check out Savannah Summers and, uh, of course, her work. Like I mentioned, she does a lot of her her work, her 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 work and her character on her social media, which is which is awesome. Thank I you. freaking love it. Uh, but yeah, uh, go you guys definitely go check out Savannah Summers again. Savannah, we, we want to thank you once again for joining us. Uh, you you are welcome back on this platform. At, you know, anytime. Uh, you know, we we appreciate you being on here, and we wish you nothing. Thank but you the best. so much, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank for you very time to get in to Friday Night SmackDown, the draft. And, of course, our top five wrestlers of the week, which we are going to cover um, after we talk about SmackDown. But before that, Brian, I know we talked uh, earlier is that you have some words that you want to say in regards to oh, this yeah. whole uh, – the new World Heavyweight Championship uh, that was uh, revealed on Monday. I talked about my thoughts about that whole situation, of course, in relations to Cody Rhodes and, of course, Roman Reigns' title reign and the brand split in general, right? So why don't you go ahead – the floor is yours, man. Your thoughts of the this whole World Heavyweight Championship being back and the new reveal. The the floor is yours, my man. Take it away. So so before I, I start to get into it, so I just want to make sure I have this right. So right now, Roman has two titles. And they're basically, they're taking one of those away and they created a new title. But so he's just going to have one title now. Is Am I correct in that? Pretty, pretty much. I want to say okay. that's, that's pretty much accurate. Yeah, I want to say because yeah, because like that would have to be that would have to be the case unless like they're making both of those titles like legit just one title. Um, I don't right. know, it, that, and that's what's so that's what's so confusing about this company. It's just like you reveal a third championship question mark. We don't even know. We we assume that you know th- with a world this world heavyweight championship being on Raw. And now Roman Reigns, you know, spoiler alert, you know, officially being on SmackDown with the, I don't, you can't even really call undisputed anymore. So you would think that there has to be, yeah. has to be some change in regards to the semblance of that, of that title. So, uh, but, but from your point, Brian, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. All right. So look, out of Vince McMahon, Triple H, WWE as a whole, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers, <laughs> like, they're at this point, they're fucking trolling us, man. Like, For so, real, oh my, like, God. so you again, you and I have talked about this many times over. You had this incredible story that you've built up, and the time was right for Roman to lose, for the bloodline to be, you know, splintered, whatever. Now you're telling me. That you're not even going to have Roman lose a fucking title. You're just creating another title. What the fuck, man? Are really? Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I know, know probably they effed up. They they know they effed up. They're like, oh snap, Roman Reigns is not on TV <laughs> as much as we actually thought. He's on a part time. That show. is the so lamest shit. World champion. Let's let's bring back the World Heavyweight Championship and throw it onto Monday Night Raw because Roman Reigns doesn't show up to work. That's why they right, did it, Brian, uh, because they know they fucked up. <laughs> That's pretty much. I, no, a hundred percent. But you know, just two more things going on just with this. So if you notice from from WrestleMania from that Raw till now, right? It's been a series of. Well, we got the draft coming up. Hey, look at this bright, shiny new title. Hey, let's run that package of Sammy and KO winning. That's all this shit's been, man. Like for for weeks now, is just the the shiny object, the the mm-hmm. picking out one little one little thing that you you got right, 
and and trying to like and now like they're still playing the video packages like we're damn near a month out and you're still playing the same packages that you played you know two months ago with the feud with ko and the usos um anyway that i'm getting off on a tangent there but anyway just the, the whole thing like so you're you're not even roman isn't even gonna lose you're just creating a new fucking title mm-hmm. uh fuck that's garbage it's just garbage man mm-hmm. um and I know maybe the easy thing would be to be like, you know, well, give that title to Cody. Fuck no. No. Like, you're going to no. tell me, like, after that's, all that's this. That's going to have much more prestige than he should have gotten at WrestleMania when he should have fucking beat Roman. Yeah, that that's going to solve right. everything. Just give This Cody is going to be a step back. it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen, Brian. They're going to probably <laughs> give Cody Rhodes that World Heavyweight Championship. But guess what the problem is, guys? It's not going to have it's the gonna same suck. feel. It's not going to. It's going to feel. It's going to be so diminished. So diminished. It's so diminished, and it's not going to have the same type of feel, the same type of momentum that he had going into WrestleMania. It's just not. Yes, sure. It's like it's like again. It's like throwing a title just for people to shut up. We they this company's done it with Asuka for so many years. Hey, let's throw the tag titles on her. Let's throw the Raw Women's Champion on her just to shut people up. Right, and now they're probably yeah. now they're gonna do it with Cody. Seriously, if, and if it's not Cody, then guys, who else is it gonna be? Seth? Oh, that other. Okay. I mean, yeah, there, there's some like any anybody. I mean, there's some names I have, you know, in mind. Um, which again, you know, good for them if they're doing this is what they're doing. But just the whole setup, especially in Cody's case, like if you're gonna tell me the story now, I mean, whether you build the story that way, wrestling fans all know the the story is like. Shit, he didn't get it done at WrestleMania, and you're talking about this hard times and this, you know, blah blah blah, and now you're just creating a new title. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I, I hate it. And the title, the title actually looks decent. Yeah, I, I like the title. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it looks good. Looks right. Yeah. It looks alright. It looks alright. But you know. right. But uh, god damn it, man. That it just. Uh, I can't believe, yeah, just so uh, uh, created a new title. This all right. Could've, it could have been avoided, Brian. I said this in the Monday Night Raw <laughs> review. All of this just could have been avoided. You, you could have just had, mm-hmm. they, they could have done two things. They One, and we talked about this, and I said this on the Raw review as well. They could have split the titles up leading yep. into Mania. You could have yep. had Roman Reigns fight night one and night two, split those motherfuckers up. You can give Cody Rhodes the WWE Championship, and you can give Roman Reigns keep his Universal Championship since, since that's the title that he's held the longest, right? Mm-hmm. He, he can get his 1,000 days, or he's probably going to he's probably gonna surpass Hulk Hogan at this point, Brian. That That's probably what this company is probably going to do in a nutshell. What is, what is that? What is, what is Hogan's? I want to say it's like 1,000... 400 some odd days or something along those lines uh so yeah so you're probably talking at least till again maybe not even till SummerSlam. again probably all the way till freaking mania of next year seriously yeah Uh, or you or again you could have just had cody rhodes win the fucking match yep on wrestlemania night two it was that simple right but no he's not ready he needs adversity he needs this he needs that and look where it's gotten us now where yeah. this company had to call an audible and throw in a world heavyweight championship that just makes no, it makes no sense <laughs> at all. And, and it's yep. just fucking, and like you said, Brian, it's just absolutely garbage. So with all of that being said, let us get into Friday night SmackDown as well as the WWE draft. So 
let's dive into this, shall we? April right 28th, 2023, Friday Night SmackDown was live in Corpus Christi, Texas. Our number one starts off with Paul Levesque, uh, Triple, uh, Triple H, or HHH, as I like to call him, right? Starts <laughs> the show. He begins to uh, – he well, he makes the first four picks of the first round of the WWE draft. He goes on to talk about the rules. He mentions about how NXT superstars are available to be drafted, um, how the, the post-draft rosters will be in full effect on May 8th. So that will be after – wrestlemania backlash which is on uh, mm -hmm. may 6th which is on a saturday so once once may 8th starts that will be the first monday night raw of the uh, of the draft of the post draft uh that's when the you know you know again just you know, just you know we, we don't know how full effect this is going to be because you know we've, we've seen brand invitationals we've seen freaking you know freaking uh what were they wild card rules right so who right. knows? like they, they might just make up some random freaking shit so who knows how full effect this freaking brand split is going to be but that's oh, what they sure. say it's going to be in full effect people are going to be on their separate brands so um so yeah so the first round of picks the first pick uh what goes to smackdown they get paul Heyman, solo sokoa and roman reigns as the as the number one pick shocked i, I don't think anybody should be um however Minus the Usos, uh, the Usos mm -hmm. were not in, uh, were not with Solo Sokoa and Heyman in this pick. Uh, pick number two for Monday Night Raw is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Again, this again also sums up what we were just saying earlier. Now, it, 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 now it's pretty much clear as day. And who knows? They might make up some bullshit and still do Cody and Roman. Who the who the hell knows? But I mean, it's going to be clear. Cody Rhodes is going to go after that World Heavyweight Championship, and Roman Reigns is going to stay champion on the freaking blue brand. And it's again, the build and the suspense and, and the feel is not going to be the same. So nope. again, it just proves everything that we've said. We've been right about it. And again, good luck WWE for trying to create the same amount of magic. If w to have Cody Rhodes win this world heavyweight championship, I, I really wish them luck, Brian, because I, yeah. I, I can't, I know there's no way they create that same amount of magic with what they could have gotten at WrestleMania. So there's just, there's no way. Well, I was just going to say, like, so something of that magnitude, like, if you're crowding a new champion, you know, so what are you going to, so you're not doing it in a backlash, obviously. What are you going to do it on a Raw? Or your next biggest pay-per-view is SummerSlam. You're going to wait till then to do it? Which, yeah, it just, the whole fucking well, they're gonna thing, crown, man. They're going to crown, the, well, they're going to crown Oh, the that's right. At, at Saudi, at Crown at Saudi Jewel. Arabia, that's right. That's at, right. Night of Champions is is is, is yeah yeah yeah. My bad. Um, so yeah, again, it's is it like do I still really garbage? To, still garbage. It's, exactly. It's not because again, it's not going to be the moment that he should have gotten at Mania. You're telling me that moment, him winning in Saudi, is gonna is gonna surpass the moment at, at WrestleMania against beating Roman? Fuck that shit, man. And on. even for anybody, for anybody at this a, a, point, with Roman being the champion. With Roman being champion, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, yes, I'm old school in that way. Like, somebody has to beat the fucking champion. Mm -hmm. So, whoever wins the belt, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just, it's a belt created for somebody else to win other than Roman. And what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. yeah. And again, he's not going to show up to work. So, again, surpassing Hulk Hogan's reign, it's it's pretty easy to do that when you're on a part-time schedule. <laughs> right. So, pick number three, uh, and this was the most baffling shit ever, uh, seriously. So, SmackDown selects... Uh, your Raw <laughs> right. Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Yeah, guys, I, I shit you not. Um, so pretty much what they're going to do, Brian, is that they're going to 
get ready for it. They're going to swap the titles because they did it last year and the year before that and the year before that. And we're just going to keep doing it. We're going to swap these titles like, like it's toddlers, like trading fucking candy bars here. I'll give you, I'll give you my Hershey bar for your Kit Kat bar. Better yet. I'll throw in some Skittles for your M&Ms. That's what these titles are. They're trading. These titles are like fucking candy with with and handling with toddlers. Oh yeah. my god, man! Yeah, it just just they're already the champions. Just keep them on that brand. Yeah, the champion just, of that brand. It takes prestige out of the title. It's just nothing but a. It's nothing but a joke. Oh, here, just swap the titles. They're, they're, we right. already treat them like fucking garbage. Just just swap them. Um. So that and that's pretty much what's gonna happen. Um. It, it's yeah. just it's just freaking it's freaking ridiculous. So like, and here's the thing: if Bianca's gonna go to SmackDown, that's totally fine. Then give Oscar that moment at WrestleMania and win the fucking title. So what? Why does, why does Bianca Bingo. have to have the raw? It's just, I mean, we gotta put two and two together, bro. <laughs> right. Oh my fucking god, Oscar could have fucking used that shit. Yep. Oh my fucking god! But again, what the what the fuck? I always say this all the time. What do I know? What what do I know? We're just freaking podcasters, so we're gonna get more into into that whole situation uh, further on in, into the show. But uh, the fourth and final pick of the first round was Becky Lynch. Uh, selected by Monday Night Raw. So again, kind of no shocker there with the whole feud with Trish Stratus and everything like that. So uh, I'm sure they want to keep that over on the red brand. But uh, Triple H then introduces the Usos. So the Usos, they come out, they cut a promo on top of the stage. Uh, they, they start to hype up Roman Reigns, once again being the number one draft pick and of course hyping up their tag match uh, coming up later on. And that is, that was your main event. And we're going to talk a lot about that. The main event was, was with the, uh, the tag titles, both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, against the Usos, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, speaking to them, they interrupt and they hit the top of the stage. So all four men are cutting a promo on top of the stage, uh, Sami Zayn. And, uh, they, he asks the Usos, um, how they find it strange, you know, that Roman hasn't contacted you, you know, you know, you, you're dedicating this match to him and like he hasn't like acknowledged you. No pun intended. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and Jay interrupts and like he just gets he starts going, getting crazy, getting amplified. I love when Jay gets freaking like mean and amplified. I freaking I love when wrestlers like have a pulse in their freaking in their freaking uh, in their freaking promos. It just brings another life and electricity into the freaking arena. I just freaking like sure. that stuff. Um, you know, so, you know, Jay just starts really getting pissed, you know, kind of going a little bit in denial as, as we've seen in facial expressions in the past where Jay knows deep down that, you know, you know, he's probably, you know, he's second guessing himself, you know, if they don't win those titles, they are in a world of trouble. Um, mm -hmm. but Jimmy, then Jimmy says, once they win tonight, KO, it's like, he's like, Sammy Zane, Kevin Owens will turn his back on you. How many times have we heard that fucking line in the past? Again, it's just yeah. kind of the same freaking story in a nutshell um kevin owens he starts flipping out and he interrupts he's like listen he's like the only thing that matters he's like listen i'm sick and tired of this i'm sick and tired of like how you feel about them and how you how you feel about me blah 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 whatever the only thing that matters is that we're gonna beat the hell out of you and we're gonna keep our tag titles tonight and all four men they stare down at the top of the stage and the segment ends. so uh brian before i give my thoughts i'll have you start your thoughts on the first four picks of this draft and this uh, this promo cut by the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Um. So yeah, starting with the four picks. I mean, I, I guess no. I, well, I was surprised at least with the fourth one, Becky Lynch. Like in my opinion, like 
you gotta you gotta start with the champions, right? I mean, I mean, those are your picks. So why? I mean, I would have had Rhea in there instead of Becky, which again to me it just feels like, um, and maybe this is just nothing. It, it has you know nothing to do about anything, but it just feels like WWE is way more invested in Becky Lynch than Rhea Ripley um, at this point, um, and 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 forever, uh, you know. And I just um. I don't know. That that just kind of struck me as odd that so you had Bel Air and then you picked Becky instead of Rhea, but yeah, whatever. Um the promo, uh I don't know, man. I mean I, I like it because everybody's that's involved in it and they all do a good job, but it's just it's like the story's over. The story should be over. And I'm I'm just yeah, so I'm just we sh- we should have a new book. Right. We're, exactly. We're, we're still exactly. In the same book. I've said this as well. Right. We're still in the same book. Again, if you want yeah. to have the same characters, that's fine. But like this whole situation between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Uso should be done with. Right. At, yeah. at, at least that's what we think. But here's what I will say. And then Brian, I'll, I'll get back to your thoughts in just a second. Um, the setting of it. I like the fact like, you know, setting up on top of the stage at least getting a new different type of setting than, than just meeting in the freaking ring. So I like, I like that little change of scenery a little bit. And I just like the ampl- amplification in Kevin Owens and Jay Uso. Um, I mean, we see so many freaking wrestlers and no, and that's no shade to, to them, but so many wrestlers, when they cut a promo, it's just complete garbage. It's complete mm-hmm. fucking shit. Um, so just to see a pulse and to feel some electricity in this promo um, it, it was just, it was, it was solid, you know, and, and I'll give, Oh yeah. Shout out to them. They delivered yeah, for sure. Ab- absolutely. But, but yeah, no, Brian, you're, you're spot on in, in regards to this, you know, this situation as a whole. I mean, we're, we're telling the same freaking story, this, this yeah. story between Kevin Owens and, uh, Sami Zayn and the Usos, this should have been done. Um, mm-hmm. this, this should have been freaking done. It, it makes like, we should have, we should be starting the new book and that's the downfall of the freaking bloodline where like, again, where Cody Rhodes, again, I hate having to go back to freaking Roman and Cody Rhodes, especially when talking about the Usos, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, because I want to keep that separate, but I have no, unfortunately I have to bring it yeah, up. It's you tied know, together. Nobody has to hold on to fucking titles in this situation. Again, mm-hmm. in regards to the bloodline is what I'm talking about. So, um, right. so at least in that aspect, I'll give it that. Um, it wasn't your typical, like, oh, like, let's just go in the ring and cut a promo and then just gear up for the match. No, at least it was on top of yeah. the stage. There was some really good energy. The crowd was kind of into Kevin Owens and him screaming and him really getting, getting amplified. There's times where Kevin Owens just screams just to scream. And it just like, there's like no, what, what's the word I'm looking for? There's just there's really, no reason behind there's it. Just really. no there's reason just no reason for him no, to just, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, it, right. Just, it just gets crazy and bonkers and we're just like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Um, but so I'll give it that credit, but in a nutshell, like you said, Brian, this is just, it's just weird that we're just telling the same story, but yeah, your, your final mm-hmm. thoughts before we get into this first match of the night. Oh, that was pretty much it, man. I mean, the rest you know, all these guys, they're still going to deliver in whether it's a promo, a match, whatever. It's just the, the story is stale now, very stale. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, and I, and again, I mean, we'll get into it. Like, I don't know. Seriously, I don't know if this is just a, a case of Vince literally trolling us or like one of those other things where he's just like, 
all right, the show's like literally you're at what, what time does SmackDown go off there? 10 o'clock? Like 10 o'clock. Actually, before 10 so, o'clock. They try, sometimes they go actually, they go off the air like two minutes before 10 o'clock sometimes. They even like under. So, yeah. Well, once we get into the final segment, it's just like he's either trolling us or literally at 9.55, he changed the fucking ending of the show. Like, <laughs> I, you know, one of the two. Like, yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, so, we'll, get, we'll, get into a, we'll get into all of that once we get into the main event. Yeah. But first matchup, this was L.A. Knight. Uh, yeah. Versus Did you hear the Bush. crowd response for L.A. Knight? Yes. Like, yes, fuck. Dude, WWE. WWE. Did you WWE. hear that? Vince McMahon, can you open? Listen, Vince, I know you're getting older, right? Even Triple H, I know you're getting older, but listen to this freaking crowd. As badly as you book this motherfucker, this yep. dude is still somewhat freaking over. Strike while the iron is hot and give this dude a push. And I'm not talking about a title, okay? It's not, it doesn't even have yeah. to be about a title. Just put him in something relevant. Seriously, give him, give this dude W's, right? And this is what this dude got last night. Yeah. LA Knight wins the match via a BFT Snapmare driver and wins the match. Match time was six minutes. So, yeah, guys, L.A. Knight gets a freaking W. Hell mm-hmm. freaking yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Love it. L.A. Knight, yeah. Freaking uh, thank you, man. <laughs> Is that so hard, WWE, to just give this dude Ws, bro? Give this dude yeah. momentum. Like, I mean, I, I don't under, like, <laughs> it, again, it, was it that so freaking hard to do? Doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that this dude can do wonders for your company. Like it's like, you know, finally they give this dude a freaking victory. Mm-hmm. Like I, at least for the past several weeks, I just see this dude get rolled up or lose in less than five minutes as of late. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing with this guy? Now, again, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get overboard here. They, this dude could easily just lose another freaking match next week, but, but at least for still hasn't week, been drafted yet. Right. So who so even knows where he's dra- going? He'll, he'll probably be drafted probably on uh on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 50% of the yeah. roster will be drafted tonight, and then the other half will be drafted on Monday night. So I'm sure LA yeah. will be drafted, um, you know, starting on Monday Night Raw this coming Monday. Uh, but finally, dude, freaking LA Knight gets a freaking victory. Thank fucking God. Keep yeah. that shit going, bro. Oh, my. Brian, your thoughts on this freaking match? Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, my first. Uh, first um thought was like yeah when he came out like wwe are you fucking hearing this and have you been hearing this because he's been getting yeah. these these responses for seriously since since the rumble you know um so yeah glad to see him you know getting a w out there glad to you know he had got that crowd response and uh yeah, it was a pretty good match um you know nothing nothing to write home about but uh yeah I, i'm just i'm really glad that uh he he picked up the W and hopefully like we're both saying like WWE hears that and does something with God, this guy because there is a lot there. Absolutely, there's Facts. money to be made there. Facts, man. Let him <laughs> right? know, man. Fucking hey. <laughs> uh, before we get into this next segment, I do want to mention something. Uh, this does involve Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. So as of right now, they are still pretty much MIA. Uh, we don't know. They weren't, uh, you know, as sele- they weren't a part of the selective roster to be drafted to either brand. So I guess whenever they do come back, uh, it'll probably be a surprise return or something along those lines. I don't know what's going on with those two, but I just yeah. hope that they're doing all right. I, I hope everything is okay with them. Um, I know uh, Alexa Bliss developed some type of uh, 
uh, what was it like, like a skin cancer uh, thing or something? Oh, like I didn't that. know that. Um, yeah, oh. she it was like some some skin condition that she uh, that I think because I, I, it was something involving a uh, like a tanning bed or like a tanning salon or something like she was tanning herself like a skin like a or a spray tan or whatever. Well, damn. Okay. It. And yeah, she had like she had some type of skin condition or whatever. That was like this was like about I want to say what about about a month ago, month and a half ago or something like that. And with Bray, we don't even know what the hell's going on with Bray. Um, and it sucks. I mean, if you guys know, this is a pro freaking Bray Wyatt platform. Um, everything, yeah. you know, Bray Wyatt freaking touches the, touches the gold. And we know if you add freaking Bray Wyatt to any freaking uh, roster in any promotion, no, your, 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 your promotion just got 10 times better. So hopefully, but, sure. but, but we all know WWE is where he's best suited. And I just hope that, you know, there was talks about, you know, him with an injury. Again, there was talks about him walking out. We don't know what the fuck is going on. So just shout yeah. out to Wyndham Rotunda. Um, I really freaking do love the dude. I, I truly, really do. Like as a And listen, and this is – I guess you could say this is where my fandom is coming out to him. But again, I try to put fandom aside, and I try to talk the facts and, and the actual, you know – reasons of why someone is actually good at what they do and Brian and Bray Wyatt is one of those people um you know top yeah. merchandise seller he's the most clicks on YouTube you know for you know the list goes on and on and on right um you know you get the biggest crowd reactions right um you know I if there was one wrestler that I would love to meet in person um it would be Bray Wyatt because this dude ever since like ever since he was um, I mean, obviously, I've seen him before as, as Husky Harris. That whole uh, when he was part of the Nexus. This was this is only yeah. like freaking a decade ago back, um, <laughs> right? And then, and then transforming into Bray. So I've seen this dude pretty much out his entire freaking career, and I've seen the hard work just to get up to where he is now. Um, and it's special. And and I don't want to see this story, at least for his wrestling career, come to an end like this. So hopefully, yeah. uh, he comes back sooner rather than later. So we'll see. Um, if there's any updates, of course, on Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss, of course, for that matter, we'll, we'll, we'll update you guys as soon as we get that information. So moving on into this next segment, uh, Paul Heyman is backstage with the Usos. He's pumping up, uh, pumping up the Usos for their match later tonight. You know, he says success is your only avenue tonight. And then he also goes into saying your tribal chief wants you to know that tonight is the night, you know, you know, yeah, tonight is pretty much the night. And he's looking at Solo Sokoa the whole time. He's handing him his, yeah. his wrestling tape, his wrist tape. Um, and, like, he's, again, he's just staring at Solo Sokoa as he's saying, you know, your tribal chief wants you to know that tonight is the night. And, you know, Solo Sokoa starts taping up that thumb. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, are, are we getting a turn from Solo Sokoa and the Usos? Like, what, I'm sorry, what, what's going on here? Um, and I'm going to talk more about that once we get into the main event as well. Um, so interesting, right? But so Brian, I'll, yeah. I'll have you start your, your thoughts on that backstage segment and what was, what was going through your mind when, 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 after you saw that segment between Heyman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll say most of it for, for the end here, but I mean, it, it was a good segment. Definitely got me thinking like, Oh shit. Like is tonight the night that, you know, cause again, we know this bloodline is, is gonna at some point, you know, they're, they're going to splinter in some, some way or another. Um, you know, they've been teasing it for since before mania. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things where, um, you know, it, it really felt like, yeah, may, maybe they're going to pull the trigger with this tonight. So, but we'll see if they do or not. We'll see. see. We'll shall see in our main event later 
in the second hour. Um, up next, we have Rob Van Dam and Michael P.S. Hayes as they announce the next round of draft picks for round number two. The first pick in the second round was the Street Profits. They are selected to go to SmackDown. Um, so clearly, so it's clear as day. So uh, unless this, you know, we we've we've talked lately about the whole the split of the Street Profits, right? And we'll talk more yeah. about that. Is they're in a some semblance of a tr- a triple threat tag? Why I don't know. Um, but we've talked about Montez Ford in the past number of weeks and months now. Um, that you know he, this dude should be on his own. This dude is freaking ready. Angelo mm-hmm. Dawkins, much respect and love to Dawkins, but the dude is nothing but an anchor to his his true potential. Um, so I guess with the I guess because of the state of tag team wrestling in this company, at least for now, you know maybe they think that this is the best idea just to keep the street profits together for now. I mean we'll we'll see where where it goes. But up next, the next pick was Imperium. They get selected to Raw. All three members of Imperium. Um, so again, we're switching mid well, not, not legit people, you know, <laughs> well, the, so the intercontinental champion is going to be now on raw and it's going to be clear as day. Now that Austin theory is going to be, be drafted over to, uh, SmackDown. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty freaking obvious. Um, so, um, but yeah, uh, not, and you know, it's, again, it's interesting, you know, cause we talked about, again, tag team splitting. You know, is there a tag team going to split? Are they not going to split any tag teams? So, so far, they're not really splitting anybody up at the moment. Uh, up next was Edge. He is going to be – he is going over to SmackDown. I like this a lot. I think Edge is better suited off in, on SmackDown. I think that is his freaking home. I think Smack like, that's where he needs to be, especially in the, in the later stage of his career, right? The later stage of his career – um, I think it just best suits Edge. Um, so it's good to see him back on SmackDown as that is the brand that he pretty much has been um, just a, a freaking workhorse. Uh, if you guys grew mm-hmm. up in my in my generation in the in the you know later 2000s, mid-ish 2000s, you guys know what I'm talking about. But uh, and then Matt Riddle is num- is the fourth pick as he is staying on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Scooter McGee. <laughs> freaking, yeah. So right. those are your four draft picks nothing nothing much to say there matt riddle he was already a raw superstar he's going to be staying on monday night raw the street profits music hits and they enter the ring they do their shtick uh braun Strowman and and ricochet they enter the ring followed by lwo and we get started in this triple threat uh six man tag match or whatever the hell this was called in a nutshell so it's the street profits the lwo versus braun Strowman and ricochet um, guys, we Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Like I, I've seen enough. I, I mean, this this fucking tag team is fucking garbage. Seriously, like I, I'm not try, I'm not saying that to be mean. Like they they are legit fucking horrible. I, I mean, Braun Strowman. All this team has done lately, guys, is botched. I, I don't know if you have seen the, these do these two wrestle together, especially from Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman tries to break up a pinfall. He was late to the pinfall. He just flies and he just falls flat on his fucking face. He's standing in the <laughs> wrong corner of the, of the ring ropes. I mean, all this fucking team does is potch <laughs> last yeah. week. Freaking Braun Strowman tried to chuck ricochet. And he went four feet, almost landed on his fucking head. I mean, you might as well call this fucking team, the botch masters, freaking botch Strowman and fucking Rico shit, because that's what this fucking <laughs> tag team is. It is fucking shit. Oh my God, man. 
just enough, man. I, I, I like just they're, they're not doing any, but they're not doing anything for anybody right now. Just get rid of that. They're not even a tag team at all. The reason why they're a fucking tag team, Brian, is because, you know, Braun Strowman, you know, he made fun of all the, the, the flippity divers, you know, of, of wrestling. Yeah. It's like, oh, and WWE thought it was funny. Like, oh, well, let's put him with a flippity diver on our roster. And like, oh, like, who do we have that's that comes to mind? Oh, Ricochet. And then, like, and then this whole, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's just so fucking stupid. Uh, the Street Profits win this match via a, a from the heavens frog splash from Montez Ford. And yeah, so imagine if the Street Profits would have lost their first match being on SmackDown. I thought that would have been funny. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, listen, man, look, I understand, you know, and, and Brian, I'm sure you have the same thought process as I do. I know we talked about the, the Street Profits. They should split up. There's nothing you can do with them. But but look, yep. if, if you're going to keep the Street Profits, at least for now, at least make them somewhat relevant. At least have mm-hmm. something for them and, and, and see what they can do. You don't have to involve them into a title or anything like that. Um, just, just, to, just make them, just make them feel special, right? If you're going to have them at a team, get creative and just have something for them. And maybe down the line, maybe you can get some semblance of a story going on with having Montez Ford go on, go on his own or something along those lines or something in that nature. So, uh, before we go any further, Brian, your thoughts on the, uh, the, the next four picks of the draft and, uh, this, this match between the street profits, LWO and Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Uh... Yeah, kind of the, with the picks, kind of the, the same feelings as you, man. Like, I, the Street Profits, like, they, they should have been done by now. Um, but I guess if, like, if they are, you are keeping them together, sure, they, they started out the, you know, the, the move with the win. So, uh, I, I don't know what to expect from them over at SmackDown. I mean, really, I expect much of the same. They'll just be like a, a mid I mean, they'll they'll be in the in the tag title picture, but it it's just like, yeah. ah, I don't know. Knowing this company, um, they, <laughs> they're gonna be they're they're gonna be competing. They're gonna probably face freaking uh, uh, who for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens probably at at some point since they're holding yeah. the freaking title. So I mean, who even knows in the tag team title situation? Like, are, like, <laughs> right. like what's going on yeah. with them? I mean, the the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are holding <laughs> on to two separate titles raw and smackdown what's what's going on with that so again this this situation is a fucking mess nothing makes sense this company just does nothing but confuse the fuck out of their audience it's just so yeah but uh brian your your final thoughts before we uh before we so the like imperium and edge picks yeah good picks um the riddle one fucking again it just so you're you're trying to really drive on the point that this is going to be a brand split right there's not going to be any anybody crossing over blah 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 whatever but you just introduced Riddle into the whole fucking Bloodline story specifically because of Solo, but now Solo's on SmackDown and Riddle's on Raw. The fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> like, ah, uh, not not that again. Not that it was a good. I mean, I the decision to put Riddle in there was fucking stupid to begin with. But like, again, it's just like you do this shit and then to try to like, hey, and and you you have the announcers like kind of build up the story like well solo put out you know riddle back you know whatever so that's why he's out here right and you really try to drive that home and two weeks later you split them but now they're in the fucking he's in the bloodline story and what the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> um the the tag match itself uh yeah it was what it was the the Strowman ricochet tag i hated that from the jump i mean that again it's just taking superstar a and superstar b and 
putting them together just because. Um, so, yeah, great for the profits. They got the win. Um, let's move on, see what they do in SmackDown then. <laughs> we shall yeah. see, right? We shall see. Um, right. Fucking hey, man, this company just, again, just confuses the fuck out of everybody. Seriously. Oh, my God. Up next, uh, more draft picks. This time it's JBL and holla, 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 playa. Teddy Long, as they announce again the next round of draft picks. This is round number three as we go into our number two of uh, SmackDown. Uh, the first pick in the third round was Bobby Lashley, as he will be uh, or he was selected to go to SmackDown. So Bobby Lashley heading over to the blue brand. Monday Night Raw selects uh, Drew McIntyre with the next pick. SmackDown selects the OC, AJ Styles. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and uh, Munchkin, Nietzsche, whatever the fuck her name is now. Um, all four of them going to SmackDown. And uh, Ross selects The Miz as the fourth and final pick of that third round. So the OC, AJ Styles. And speaking of AJ Styles, we're going to talk a little bit about him in just a few, in just a few moments here. But, uh, but yeah, Brian, before we get into this next match, your thoughts on these, uh, these next few rounds of, or these next few picks um, in this third round of the draft. Um, the only thing I really have in these four is, is the whole OC thing. Um, I mean, shit, I'm glad they're back together. I'm so glad Mia Yim is back with the OC. Like God fucking do something with her because if you remember when, when that first started months ago and unfortunately it didn't last that long until AJ got hurt, she was actually doing shit, man. Um, but really, I, I more than anything, I feel like this is AJ Styles, like one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I feel like they just that was that's his return. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, that wasn't special or anything. It, it wasn't. I feel like they really blew that. Like, you could have AJ Styles return, you know, and reform the OC. Like, mm -hmm. that's how you do it. Ugh, fuck, man. Um, so good. It, it's like one of those things where it's like. It's like, you know, six in one hand, half, in, half a dozen in the other. Like, I'm glad OC's back together in their original formation. But the way you did it just sucked ass, man. Like, come on, dude. That's It's AJ Styles. Like, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so that, that was my only takeaway from those four, man. Yeah, and we're going to, like I said, we'll talk more about AJ Styles um, as, uh, you know, let's just, let's just say he made a little little return. Uh, later on in this yeah. show, we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, up next, we have Selena Vega versus Sonia Deville um, in a one-on-one -on -one match. Can, can I just give? I want to give a round of applause to to Malachi Black because this motherfucker is the <laughs> is holy shit. I mean, getting to go home to that like that that like freaking freaking kudos, bro. Like, honest to God, <laughs> like I mean, Jesus Christ, is Selena Vega is a walking smoke show this woman is hot as fuck <laughs> god damn <laughs> jesus christ uh as, as ron i'm doing my best ron simmons press damn <laughs> right man is uh yeah so she of course she has her upcoming match against rhea ripley she's gonna be uh facing rhea ripley for that smackdown women's championship or the raw women's championship because you know clearly they're gonna separate brands but that doesn't you know, come into effect till the eighth. Again, it's the again. Does this shit not sound fucking confusing, Brian? Like it's just like what title? We yeah. don't even know what fucking title she's gonna end up freaking winning because of this whole yeah. fucking switching titles and shit. God, right? 
Uh, yeah. So again, match time was in three minutes in length. Uh, Chelsea Green is at ringside in the corner of Sonia Deville. Uh, Selena Vega rolls up Sonia Deville. The awe-inspiring, ultra-devastating roll-up finish for the W. Post-match, Rhea Ripley comes out and takes out Selena Vega from behind. Rhea Ripley goes for a riptide, but uh, Selena Vega counters it into a beautiful spinning DDT, or just a regular DDT, I want to say, uh, but very beautiful freaking counter. Yeah. You know, props to Rhea Ripley, too. She sold that, or she took that like a freaking champion, the champion that she is. Um, you know, so Vega, Vega just gets out of dodge. She's like, all right, I got my counter move. Like, I'm just getting the fuck out of Corpus Christi, Texas. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, or I'm just going backstage as far as, as, far as possible from Rhea Ripley. Um, as Rhea's, you know, she, you know, she's trying to shake off the cobwebs. She's getting pissed. Um, and that was your segment. Um, I, I didn't mind this at all. I, it was pretty, it was pretty, no harm, no foul. Um, again, it's, did it get me more intrigued about the match going into WrestleMania backlash? Probably not really. Um, but again, uh, uh, but I, I didn't mind it at all. It was, again, it was pretty, no harm, no foul it was short and sweet. Um, I wouldn't have had Sonya Deville take a three minute loss. It was just, again, I don't like active members of your roster just taking L's, especially in squash matches for no fucking reason at all. But in regards to Selena Vega and Rhea Ripley, um, I, I didn't mind it. it. It was fine, you know, again, but nothing, uh, you know, nothing was harmed by the segment. But again, I, I can't really say in a nutshell that it got me more excited about the match. Um, but I mean, I was fine with it. Again, beggars can't be really choosers in this situation. Again, it's a three minute match and a two hour show. I mean, there's really nothing much I can really yeah. kind of harp about, honestly. Um, so, Brian, your your thoughts uh, on this match between Selena Vega uh, and Sonya Deville? Yeah, it was a it was an okay little match. Um, obviously, the best part was the post match segment uh, where Rhea, you know, cleans house, but then uh, Zelina gets a you know DDT kind of like stick and move, you know, and which you know we've seen that story kind of play out with with many different champions over the years. Um, and I kind of expect, I mean, like, it'll happen one more, one or two more times before the pay-per-view, but, like, you know, Zelina will get, like, a, yeah, like, hit another quick DDT, whatever, get out of there. Of course, she's not going to win. She's going to be destroyed <laughs> at, at uh, Backlash. But, um, you know, to give her the, the moment here, yeah, uh, no harm, no foul. Um, so, it was a, a cool little segment, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. And then uh, up next it was Selena Vega. Um, if you got, if you ain't got enough of her and her beautiful self, she was backstage with Santos Escobar and as well as Rey Mysterio hyping up Selena Vega, pretty much telling her, "You can do it." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, everybody says, "Anybody seen Waterboy?" Adam. Sandler, oh yeah, absolutely. You can do it. You know, that's that's pretty much what they're <laughs> hyping up uh, Selena Vega. Like she's got this, you whatever. Um, pretty much in a nutshell, is only like about thirty seconds or so, but. Moving on, uh, the OC, they come out, their music hits, AJ Styles, uh, he makes his official return to WWE, so good to see freaking AJ Styles, honestly, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been, how long, Brian, about a couple, actually, it's been, I mean, more than a couple months, honestly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's about, been at least four. At I've, least I've, four, five, I was going to yeah. say four or five, somewhere along the um, line. Actually, I think, actually, did but it happen, six. like, right at the end of the year, like, yeah, I think it was at the end of the year last year, so. Yeah, so, so yeah. Yeah, somewhere around maybe four to five months, I want to say, uh, but yeah. still, but so good to see AJ Styles. 
um, as well as the rest of the OC. I mean, freaking Gallows and Anderson have just had to just sit back and catering because of this. <laughs> right. Because they have nothing for them. You know, God forbid we actually get creative with this fucking tag division. Yeah, um, why so, couldn't they have been tagging in the in the meantime? For, right, exactly. Know, like you, you throw in freaking six man tags, you throw in the street profits in the in, in the new day, like you make up all you Braun Strowman and Ricochet are on fucking TV, but the fucking OC are are, are sitting in the back collecting dust. Like give me a fucking yeah. break. Seriously, like what the fuck are we doing? A- anyway, but they're here. But they're here and they're alive and uh and we <laughs> found them off the fucking milk carton, so um, before they can say anything, all four of them are in the ring, AJ Styles, uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Mia Yim. Um, the Viking Raiders hit the ring and they interrupt AJ Styles gets on the microphone. Everybody's in the rings. They like, listen. He's like, did you guys come looking for a fight or something like that? Is that, is that what you're doing here? He's like, and then <laughs> he goes along and then he goes along to say, uh, but listen, I have a solution to your problem. I'm just going to go over here to the ring ropes just for one second. He gets on top of the ring ropes. And then he says, OC, handle your business. And then the OC and the Viking Raiders, they come to blows. Um, And in the blink of an eye, like seriously, like within like 60 seconds, the Viking Raiders have just been taken out with a a magic killer from Gallows and Anderson. Freaking Mia Yim just, you know, just, you know, you know, makes short work of, uh, of, of of Valhalla, freaking Sarah Logan. Um, And then, you know, AJ Styles gets back on the microphone and says, uh, SmackDown. We have just started. And to put the cherry on top, AJ Styles, you know, Ivar's back in the ring and he delivers that vicious, phenomenal forearm to the head of Ivar. And that is your segment. Brian, your thoughts on this segment and your thoughts of AJ Styles and the OC back together once again. Kind of, well, I, I guess I, I thought this, this segment happened right after, you know, the, the last draft where they announced the OC. So yeah, I mean, I thought the segment was fucking horrible to to have uh, introduce AJ Styles, you know, returning AJ Styles like this. It was so lackluster, so underwhelming. Um, uh, and you know, I've talked about the Viking Raiders and Valhalla. You know, <laughs> so last week we saw Valhalla actually get involved somehow in a match by shouting. Now this time she actually comes to blows with me again. That's the first time I've seen her do that. But already, right off the bat, like, you know, OC is just going to, like, this isn't, I don't even know if this is going to be a feud. OC is just going to squash him. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's the thing, too, right? Like, I mean, because this is what I was thinking as soon as you had these two in the ring. Like, the Viking Raiders and the OC, you know how fucking yeah. fun that would be? Seriously. Like, that would, yeah. be a, like, that would be a fun feud. That's a take my fucking money. Sit if you, but if, if you do it You got Valhalla and me again now? Right. I if mean, If you do fuck, it properly, dude. it could be a lot of fun. But guess what? They again, WWE manages to fuck that up because they just <laughs> legit. Not only do they make the Viking Raiders just look like complete fucking schmucks. Next week, we're already going to get the match. Already, it's already going to yeah. happen next week. It's going to be the OC and the Viking Raiders. So instead of telling a fucking story, instead of letting it fucking build, let's just jump straight into the fucking match because yeah. we don't have a creative fucking bone in our fucking body and it pisses me off just like just take like i don't understand why wwe vince triple a whatever suit and tie you want to name just just why can't they just sit back and 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 look at and say man like we we got something special here like let's legit put some time and effort into this and make this special no they don't give a fuck they they they, and, and they and you you can tell they don't give a fuck because we're having the match next week. 
Um, like, I actually had to legit go back to last week's SmackDown and be like, did I fucking miss AJ returning? Like, did he actually do it last week and something bigger? Because this yeah. was bullshit. Yeah. Like, and listen, yeah, and so, listen, I don't know. Honestly, I thought this, and listen, outside of, like, the Viking Raiders looking like, looking like schmucks, honestly, like, I, I honestly didn't mind where this was kind of heading. Um, again, I just, I, I wish the brawl would have last more than fucking 30 seconds. Um, but right. again, we're going straight into the match next week. Like, why can't we just get our fucking, our wheels turning and get, especially for AJ Styles. Like, it's, I mean, listen, like this is, and this th- so this actually is, I mean, I, I would imagine like, he's not even really going to be in this match. No. Right. Because, yeah, it's not him. And, yeah, And that's the thing, too, because I was like, okay, he's standing on top of the ring ropes. I'm like, is this dude cleared? Is he going to wrestle? Like, what? What's, yeah, is he just right. going to be a fucking manager? But he delivers that phenomenal forearm. So I'm thinking, okay, this dude's healthy. So, yeah. so, what, so what are we doing here? Um, exactly. It was, just, it was just, it was like, I was looking at it like, okay, this, this could be a lot of fun. But at the same time, as, it, as it's playing out, I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Um, I just it, it just baffled me for for a star of that caliber, right? I mean, he's he's in the upper echelon of professional wrestlers in the business. So yeah, I just figured for for somebody of his caliber for that return, that was just man, that was yeah. garbage, dude. You know, and again, maybe we're the schmucks because it's not like you know this company has has given AJ Styles the time of day anyway. Yeah, he just came into this fucking company because God forbid. That's what. God He's created. another guy that WWE didn't make, didn't create. Yeah, and exactly, that's exactly. you know, a- absolutely. Like yeah. People like Samoa Joe as well. Samoa Joe's yeah. kind of short end of the stick when he was here as well. Fucking as Cody Rhodes. And, and yeah, Cody Rhodes exactly. <laughs> Cody freaking Rhodes exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a shame because God forbid if they just get freaking creative and they actually just give a fuck about these wrestlers. I mean, this 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 company would legit be in a completely different freaking world um and but, yeah. yeah but it's but it's a shame it's it's just it's just a shame that's all i can really say at the end of the day up next we have our final round of draft picks we have hbk and road dog as they come out to announce the next round of draft picks these were the final round of draft picks of the night uh first pick was damage control damage control they are selected to the blue brand, they will be going to SmackDown. Michael Cole's reaction is hilarious. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, listen. If we're gonna, I mean, I know Savannah talked about intergender matches, but hey, like if they want to do Bailey and Michael Cole, I am all for that shit. No, I don't want to see it. I just like Bailey's insults, the way she cracks on it, man. Like she doesn't, it, she, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is awesome. Their, their chemistry together is freaking. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of a kind. Seriously, no, that's, and no pun intended to Rob Van Dam, but that, that freaking, uh, that, that little chemistry there is one of a kind. I love that, and I hope, hopefully, yeah. we see more of that on, on Friday nights for, for, uh, for the foreseeable future. So, up next, uh, Ross selects Shinsuke Nakamura going to the raw brand um and the next two picks were kind of a shocker but i mean i can't yeah. I, I guess you could say you're not shocked because you know of course and when, when i say shocked i mean we have some nxt talents that mm-hmm. were drafted your first uh your first nxt talents going to smackdown was alba fire and isla dawn your nxt women's tag champions as they were somewhere backstage i don't know if this was like in a in in the uh in the pc or somewhere like in the state of florida watching the show um so yeah so your nxt women's tag champs 
um, have been drafted to SmackDown. Um, and your final pick, your fourth and final pick of the night, was your NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell, um, as she is selected over to Monday Night Raw. So both your NXT Women's Champion and your NXT Tag title holders have been drafted to both the blue and the red brand. So interesting, right? Because we talked a lot about, um, especially uh, last week um, and previous episodes about NXT talents. Actually, we talked about it the very the very latest episode, which was we talked about yeah. uh, AEW Dynamite. About you know, we knew eventually that a handful of NXT talents, or hell. We didn't even know none. None of NXT talents could have been drafted. Who freaking knows? But we talked about a selective amount of uh, of NXT talents that could have gotten called up. We talked about Grayson Waller. Uh, we talked about Pretty Deadly. Now that could still be the case going into Monday Night Raw. You know, even people like Core Jade, maybe they still pull the trigger and do Braun Breaker. Um, but no, they went into a completely, completely kind of different direction. I want to say, yeah. or at least somewhere along those lines, as they go in, as they select Alba, Alba Fire and, and Isla Dawn and Indy Hartwell, both your NXT Women's Champion and your NXT Tag Title Holder. So very, very interesting. So before we get into this next segment, Brian, your thoughts in regards to uh, these NXT talents being drafted in the final round of, uh, of the draft here on SmackDown. Yeah, kudos to them, no doubt. Um, I, I, you know, it's a little weird to me and, and, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like Alba Fire and um, Isla Dawn, I mean, they just won the titles not that long ago, right? Yeah, and so here's the thing, right? So there was a segment right after they were drafted. Uh, yeah, Pat yeah. Pat and Kane and Carter challenged them on uh, this coming Tuesday for those tag titles. And you, you probably would think in a nutshell that they're going to lose those tag titles. Uh, this coming Tuesday, since they have now been drafted, and I mean, it's like common sense and common sense and logic can can tell you that. Yeah. And then, yeah, with Indy Hartwell, maybe, and maybe this has something to do with the injury that she suffered at Spring Break, and maybe. Oh, well, that makes it to, more confusing to me. Yeah, like, and that, that's the thing. Like, so why would you draft her? Why would like, you draft it, her if she's itch, if she's injured? And she's another one that unless she's just won the title not that long ago yeah, well i don't so, think she's good to go because you saw like she was backstage too when she had yeah, like the big had a brace boot a, like a up boot to her on. knee yeah, yeah. She, she had a boot on and everything she had crutches and everything so yeah very very interesting um yeah again unless so, they uh, uh, unless they want to again play the role of her relinquishing the title or something along those lines yeah. I, I, I don't know it, it just seemed it was definitely it was so out of left field i'm like I'm, I'm like, wait a second, Indy Hartwell? I'm like, okay, if she wasn't right. injured, then I'm like, okay. I'm like, I can see where maybe they would want to go. Because here, here's what popped into my head, right? Um, I don't know if every, anybody remembered the, the faction in NXT called The Way. It was Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Dexter Loomis, and Indy Hartwell. And I think Austin Theory was in that faction as well. So that's where where <laughs> that's where my thought process came to mind where you can kind of throw Indy Hartwell into something pretty meaningful with Johnny Gargano yeah. and Candice LeRae and it puts all of those people that I just mentioned back into fucking relevancy because they haven't been doing shit so you might as well get something along those lines you might as well rebuild the way and, and start building some some stories a, a, along along that aspect so yeah. Uh, but yeah but in regards to this injury Definitely very weird. Um, I, I don't know. Again, it, it, this could they can go many different ways, but yet it would still be kind of weird. 
because again mm-hmm. I, it's weird like it's kind of like any other draft right why would you draft it's like drafting a college prospect that just tore like his acl or just like rolled his freaking ankle in like the national yeah. championship it's it's weird um so, and especially yeah. like like even before that uh, both of these champions the tags and and indy I mean, they both recently got the belt, so it was yeah, weird in that so aspect high. to begin built with that you're drafting these two who just put the titles right. on. So if they were right, and then on top of that with the injury, yeah, yeah, and, and this is what I mean too, Brian, because I I went into I went into this draft saying like they don't know what they're doing, <laughs> they they legit they don't know what they're doing, like, and here's the thing too, and I and, and if you notice their reactions too, Brian. And this is where I kind of like the aspect of this whole draft. Um, those reactions seem pretty genuine. I legit believe that they had no idea they were going to the main roster. That's quite part. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Uh, because, right. I mean, yeah, because I mean, and I like that aspect, but at the same time, like their lives are about to change in the snap of a freaking finger. So, sure. But again, like if if the pl- if this was the plan from the company all along, then why were why did they just win NXT titles? Yeah, it just it makes it, it's very very weird to me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe beggars can't be choosers, I guess. But I, again, I just pray and hope to God that these women just get the time get the time of day. I have no confidence that's going to freaking happen. Um, it's just you know, it's just we'll, we'll we shall see. We, 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 yeah. we shall yeah. see. Um, but yeah, Brian, your final thoughts before uh, before we get into this this next segment. Uh, that that was it. I mean, yeah, it just kind of, it, it, especially in Indy's case, it's definitely going to be a wait and see. So yeah, yeah who absolutely. knows? <laughs> absolutely. So uh, before our main event, there was one final segment. It was Shinsuke Nakamura cutting a backstage interview, and Karrion Cross attacks Shinsuke Nakamura from behind backstage. Pretty pretty cool, freaking little beatdown uh, backstage. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the attack. I mean, you got to think that Karrion Cross is going to the Raw brand. Um, it would make no sense for him. No, to they'll stay. put him on SmackDown. He's going to SmackDown for sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they'll, they'll try to. Yeah, it's like, oh, the fr- freaking a uh, brand invitationals, right? Wild card rule. Karrion Cross, you go over to Monday Night Raw. And then Shinsuke, yeah. you go back over to SmackDown. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Yeah. No, he'll still probably go to SmackDown, <laughs> knowing this company, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, but then, really, yeah, he should be on Raw for sure. Right, yeah. exactly. Right, all right, yeah. But, um, and again, so. So now next week, right, they also announced next week in, in, in Puerto Rico, you know, before their big event for WrestleMania Backlash, they're going to do Karrion Cross versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm like, why? I, I don't oh. understand this. Why can we continue to build this fucking feud for more than a fucking week or two? Yeah. Like, like seriously. Like, after two weeks, this could, like, suits and ties in the back their heads start to fucking smoke because they don't know what else to do with these two talents in regards to telling a story. They, they don't, or mm-hmm. they just don't give a fuck. Or Vince McMahon doesn't want to, you know, or Triple H for that matter, doesn't want to put the time and energy and effort into it to, to, to tell these suit and ties to get fucking creative for these fucking people. It's fucking bullshit, man. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. I mean, you have. I don't know. At this point, like, I don't know if. I mean, you know, there was times back in the 80s where you could say there was a few stars from Japan. Well, I I would actually say they made it more in WCW and, like, the NWA than WWE. But, like, WWE has never known what to do with, especially uh, Japanese wrestlers. Like, I I mean, I can go down the list now Shinsuke, Asuka, 
ego they're gonna fuck up like i don't get it's it it's just man. so weird like I, like is it yeah. that hard to to book these people like i mean i'm yeah. asking for a friend like is it that hard to <laughs> to book people like shinsuke like asuka because i'm sure brian me and you can come up with a bunch of different ways to book these fucking people absolutely and actually make them relevant they, like asuka did it in nxt shinsuke nakamura did it in nxt right mm-hmm. eo sky did it in nxt why can't they and that's the thing right that's what tells me that they don't give a fuck because on the main roster they're not doing it they're not they're not doing what they did in nxt you know the 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 energy the feel that they had in nxt and now they don't have it on the main roster because they don't want to put the time and effort into these fucking people and it drives me fucking nuts it, it, it seriously like i don't understand why they can't just like just take a step back and think man like we have a talented roster like let's not waste and again these wrestlers are not getting any younger how old is shinsuke like he's got to be uh, i don't know now. i mean i would say he's probably at least close to 40s 40, yeah like same with oscar yeah. she's, she's not she's not any she's not getting any younger Right, I mean, Io Sky. Maybe she's she's younger out of the three that I just mentioned. Yeah, still, I, like, would, I would think. Like, like, why are we wasting time? Like, let's get give something to these people. Just get yeah. creative. Think outside the box. Like, just give a shit about what you're doing. You know, it's just like you know, it's just like you know, and that's the thing, right? It's it's funny you mentioned that. Like, you know, oh well, for years, you know, because I'm sure that that's what fans are going to make that excuse. Well, oh well, they never knew what to do with their jab with with their you know. Japanese wrestlers, right? They they never knew how to book them. Well, again, I'm not going to make that as an excuse. They need to fucking oh, yeah. figure it out then. Right? <laughs> right, it's just right. like, oh, just because they haven't done, they don't know how to book somebody in regards to their their their, their origin or whatever. Their their you know right doesn't mean that you can't think outside the box and get creative. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like these are talented motherfuckers, bro, that can do wonders. For the women's division and and for your male talent and Shinsuke Nakamura and others, it's Absolutely. just so fucking weird. I, I can't stand it. it. It's just and this is why you have people like Bad Bunny, like Logan Paul, and all these celebrities that just come onto the show just out of the fucking blue on a part time schedule because people like Shinsuke, people like Io Sky, people like Asuka, people like Karrion Cross get the short end of the fucking stick because they don't feel special. Nobody gives a fuck about them. And, sh- and the, and the, and the company's thinking, well, shit, how are we going to sell tickets? How are we going to, how are we going to get pay-per-view buys? Oh, everybody knows who Logan Paul is. Let's, let's, let's grab into the younger crowd, the, the, the YouTube yeah. crowd and bring in Logan Paul. Oh, bad bunnies is a popular, uh, is a popular artist, a popular singer. Oh, let, let's bring him in and involve people know who bad bunny is, right? It's fucking lazy. I'm sorry. Listen, yeah, that's no shame 100%. to bad bunny and Logan Paul, but like, it, it's fucking lazy to, to bring in mm-hmm. fucking celebrities and legit, like, and, and they've done tremendous work and this is no shade to them. Logan Paul has done, has done a tremendous job. Bad bunny has done a tremendous job from what they've been given. Yeah. But in regards to the company, like bringing these people in and just pushing aside the rest of like having time. them be the ones that are selling the show. Right. Like they're so like, like their name is on the marquee. Bad Bunny no. fucking ended Monday Night Raw this past Monday. <laughs> like what <laughs> right. the fuck? It's like oh, it's like Brian. Like man, like I have to call up my my buddies. I have to because fucking Bad Bunny's arriving to the arena. Like oh my god, guys! Like Bad Bunny, he's on Instagram. Did you check his Instagram story? He's about to arrive to the arena. Did you check it? Did you check it? It's so cool. Like oh, dude, I'm 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 getting goosebumps. You feel the goose yeah. who the fuck is saying that oh my god man it's just like we, we went from undertaker 
We went from Hulk Hogan. We went from Ric Flair to fucking Austin Theory to fucking Logan Paul and to fucking Bad Bunny. This is where we this is where we've come to, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. In a fucking nutshell. With all that being said, it is time to get into our main event. This was for the tag titles. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, your tag title holders, versus your challengers, the Usos. So the Usos, they attack Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from behind as soon as the bell rings. Kevin Owens hits a fisherman's buster from the top rope. I love when he hits that fisherman fisherman's buster. Like he always, for some, like every time he hits that so smooth and so clean. I got to give Kevin Owens props uh, to that, especially when he's able, when, when WWE allows him in big matches to pull that out of his arsenal. It always looks pretty freaking cool, pretty freaking dope. Um, Solo and Heyman are backstage. They cut to them backstage. And Heyman's on the phone with Roman. The match is still going on, but the camera mm -hmm. cuts to them backstage. Uh, you know, so Heyman says to Solo Sokoa, that was the call. Tonight is your night. And then that's when Solo Sokoa leaves the ring. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, are they really about to do this, bro? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my thoughts uh, for the end of this, end of this, uh, end of this, uh, this match here. Um, so they, the match continues. Uh, you know, so Solo Sokoa walks out. Um, he's walking to the ring, and now we're thinking, like, okay, is the heel turn happening? Is Solo Sokoa just out there just to help um, – is just to help out the Usos win these titles? Like, so, I mean, we don't really de genuinely know. I mean, yeah, most of us are probably thinking, okay, that they're gonna, he's going to turn on them, right? Mm -hmm. but, but, but then Matt Riddle comes out, out of nowhere, and attacks Solo Sokoa. They start to brawl and fight. Uh, they continue to fight uh, backstage. They continue their brawl backstage. As the match then continues, uh, the Usos, they gain the upper hand. Um, Owens, um, you know, he starts just – he's just running on fumes at this point. He's just throwing punches, trying to throw kicks and whatever. Um, you know, and then – but finally, Sami Zayn gets involved. The, the tag champs gain the upper hand. Kevin Owens hits the stunner and then a Halula kick to Sami Zayn onto Jimmy Uso. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn pick up the W. Jay Uso's face was fucking, <laughs> fucking priceless, dude. This dude looked legit. Like you ever see, like you know, uh, <laughs> when when little when when like kids when uh, they're 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 sitting in like the principal's office or they get that call like their parents are like on their way home, like they knew they just did something bad and they they're calling their parents, like their parents are on the way home and they're like, oh, I'm about to get my ass kicked when my parents. Were <laughs> that right. was Jay Uso's face. In a yeah. nutshell, it was fucking priceless, man. Um, Solo Sokoa is then seen in, in the in the crowd. He's kind of just shaking his head in disappointment. Um, and yeah, so the uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn they're celebrating in the ring. And yeah, guys, the Usos are in a world of trouble because you guys know what's what's coming next for them. It's the Tribal Chief, you know, their daddy, the Tribal Chief. Roman Reigns is not going to be happy with them because they did not get the job done. They did not bring back those tag titles. What's to come for them? Uh, I guess we're going to find out uh, this Monday on Raw for the second part of the draft as SmackDown goes off the air. Before I give my thoughts on this match, Brian, I'll have you start your thoughts on this main event. Uh, the match itself, I mean, yeah, it was good, but, it, you know, I mean – I, we didn't need to see that again. Um, yeah. <laughs> and here's the, here's, I, I don't know. It seems like the whole show, right? And they had a couple promos in the back, you know, where, you know, Homan, Homan, Heyman was 
again, you know, telling Solo, like, you know, well, it sounded like he was talking to the Usos, but he was looking at Solo. Anyway, they do a, a really good job of building this up through the night and having you anticipate, like, tonight, you know, yeah, something, something's happening tonight, right? Like, I got to stick around for the main event. And it just feels like that was the plan up until 9.55, and then Vince McMahon fucking ripped it, you know, get me Riddle! Riddle, go out there! And just fucking, like, where's, ha- where's my doofus son-in-law? Bring Riddle out there now! Yes, my tribal chairman! <laughs> it just, it just, it's... I, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, um, the ending, it, it, the way it ended was weird. Again, with the build for the show and with the build for the last fucking month, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, it, again, it, it, it's it, it feels like either either we're being trolled really really hard, or Vince just changed it at nine fifty five and thought like you know like Solo was going out there to fucking turn on him and then riddle comes out of nowhere like uh, yeah i don't know man but it's it it sucks it sucks yeah yeah no no doubt i mean you know listen was it a decent match yeah yeah was it needed no um here's where i have a different take to that brian so the reason why i don't mind this is because you know in a nutshell right when matt when matt riddle came out there right because think of it this way so the suspense is built in this reason, right? You know, because like Solo Sokoa is coming down the ring. We're expecting this heel turn, right? But Matt Riddle mm-hmm. comes down. Listen, whether we like it or not, he's going to be involved in this six-man tag, whatever the fuck this is, right? Whatever. <laughs> this sure. six-man tag that uh, honestly um, – but, but in, in regards to what I'm about to say, maybe there is a slight more intrigue of what I'm about to say here. You know, it kind of builds that suspense to where – you don't know what Solo Sokoa was going to do once he came down to the ring. Was he going to turn on the Usos? Was he just there to help out um, to help out the Usos get the W? We don't know. Because here's the thing too, Brian. I'm honestly glad the heel turn did not happen last night. Because if the heel turn – or well, not really heel turn, but just the turn in general on the Usos. If it's going to happen, Roman Reigns has to be in the building. Because it has the moment would honestly feel more special when he's honestly true. Dead. You know what true. I mean? So I'm I'm glad they didn't waste on SmackDown. Like to me, they they should either do this, you know, and, and listen, if Roman Reigns is not gonna be in the building, maybe they do it at Backlash. Solo Sokoa turns on the Usos for not getting the job done. They save it for the right place at the right time during the match, uh, in the six man tag on, on, on at Backlash, you know, and end the freaking or end or have somewhat of intrigue of that fucking show <laughs> because again we talked about wrestlemania backlash guys the build to it sucks i mean it's yeah. so fucking horrible so at least like at least from what i'm what i'm talking about here there's there's potential of where there could be slight intrigue right so i'm glad that the heel turn did not happen last night um i thought it would have been way too rushed to do it um to be quite honest with you and and if they're gonna do the heel turn, I would rather it either be at backlash, right? You know, I, yeah, because, I totally again, wasn't even show, thinking about there's backlash. Nothing excited about the show anyway, so you might as well come up with something that's just that's gonna get just people talking and get some get some fireworks going, right? Or yeah. you do it when Roman Reigns is in the building, 
because that's going to make the moment just more interesting. Because again, it's fucking Roman Reigns, right? Right. And that and and that will that will really lead into something into something special, you know. And then you can kind of finally maybe start a new book or whatever the fuck in regards to the Usos, Solo Sokoa as well, since he's pretty much a part of this and Roman Reigns. So, um, so yeah. So I definitely hear where you're coming from. Uh, Brian, no doubt. I mean, this, I mean, listen, the match to me was just, this is, it was just weird. And there was right. a lot of question marks because again, we also talked about the Saudi Arabia show for night of champions, because again, the relationship with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and the Saudi show, like, are they going to drop the titles because they don't go to Saudi Arabia? Like are, yeah. they, are the Usos winning the title tonight? Like there was legit. A part of me was thinking, man, like, are the Usos going to win these, these championships? Yeah. Right? So so again, so, you know, it's just at least there was some questions going into it where, okay, I have to at least see what happens here, uh, whether it's good, whether it's good or bad, uh, whether, you know, whether we, we want to be, whether the intrigue is good or bad, right? Um, mm. there, there was, you know, th- there's ways where you can go about this going into backlash, right? You can tell the story like, oh, was was Sola Sokoa going out there to turn on the Usos? Was he just out there to just help out, um, just help out his his brothers of the Usos? Right? Like, what would have happened if Matt Riddle didn't come out and attack him? So, if that makes any sense in in regards to you, it, uh, I mean, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I th- I just I guess for me at this point, I, I think it's uh, like, yeah. I don't the think day, there is a question anymore if Solo yeah, is going to turn on these That's what he's doing. At the end of the day, right. listen, I, I'm trying. <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, like uh, this, this story, it's run its course. We all know, right? That. It, but, and uh, that's that's the biggest problem of yeah, all of it. Exactly, is that it's exactly, you know, exactly. yeah, like it's th- that's still the biggest problem out of everything, and I completely acknowledge that. We've said that for yeah. weeks on end, but at least like there's something where there could still be some semblance of positive of positive in this. Sure. If that makes any sense, right? The yeah. face of Jimmy of, of Jay Uso <laughs> as SmackDown goes off the air, he's just like, "Well, shit, man, we're about to we're we're about to fucking get it." Uh, when right. when Roman Reigns, whenever he shows up, whenever he sh- you know he comes back from his six month vacation, whenever he stops sipping on margaritas and shit, whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> um. So so yeah. So listen, is this still a mess? Are we still telling the same story? Yeah, but is there potential to where WrestleMania backlash leading into it could have some semblance of intrigue because of the potential turn of the Usos. Yeah, there actually is. So, you know, and again, Mm -hmm. it's just no doubt, Brian, like we, this could have been a much smoother ride (laughs) leading up into this moment. But yeah. um, and, And like I said, that's definitely the biggest issue out of all of this is that we're just telling the same story. You know, we're talking about, Oh, Kevin Owens is, He's going to turn on you, Sammy. And Sammy, Kevin, and, you know, it's Sammy, you know, Sammy's going to turn on you, Kevin. Like, you know, and just talking about, like, you know, joining us and getting away from Roman Reigns. Like, so, yeah. So, again, I'm, I'm not I'm not putting I'm not putting that under the bridge by any by any means. But yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just the more I'm watching it and the more I'm thinking about it, Brian, I'm like, OK, if they do it, corre- if they actually give a shit. Right. And they do it correctly. <laughs> This could be somewhat good the, yeah. in regards to the turn of the Usos, you know, and who knows? I mean, they, I mean, they could just get just drafted to Raw and maybe that that could just be it. It's just Roman Re- Roman Reigns. Like if that's kinda, how they end it. Right. If that's, Roman Reigns can oh. kind of pull some strings and like, oh, like I, I want the Usos. I don't want the Usos on my 
on my damn brand. I'm right. on the raw brand or something along those lines, right? So at the end of the day, who knows? But again, there's, there's, I guess you could just say there's hope. <laughs> there, there's some hope <laughs> right. where there can be some a centimeter of good. At the end of the day, this is all a mess. I, I think again, yeah. we can all agree with that. But there's still there's still a slimmer of good that that could um, that could lead into WrestleMania backlash and what's been a horrible fucking build uh, mm-hmm. to this pay per view. So before we get into our top five list, Brian, your final thoughts about all of that and, and the show as a whole. Uh, the, the show as a whole. I, I mean, I thought. Again, there were just some 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 of the picks just kind of didn't make sense to me. Um, the AJ Styles return was just god awful. Um, overall, I, I thought it was a bad show. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, so yeah, going forward again with the the bloodline and the Usos and KO and Sammy. Um, Shit, I don't even know anymore, and I, you know, I really, yeah, that's I, the thing too, I, I don't like, even know. Because, like, what's yeah. what's what's the deal with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens once this is all over, right? You know, they're tag yeah. champions. That's great, but you know, now you're in a ten. Now you now it's like now you go with the rest of your tag division. You're like, well, shit, we haven't booked so and so, and and this person and that person. Yeah, now we're in a well. That's now what we're yeah. Pickle, by you know? by night of champions, um, they're not going to be champion <laughs> by. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just not gonna be because they're not going to that yeah. show unless something has changed in that manner. Yeah, but... Unless something has changed, yeah. I mean, we still have like a couple. Or of they don't defend those titles, but that's kind of the yeah, whole purpose maybe. of the that, show. That also, that also could be a potential too. They just don't defend Knight of Champions, and your tag champs just don't defend the title. That, that's, both that's of them. They have both belts, right? right. And that's what WWE <laughs> would do. They would just right. <laughs> like, oh, every title is defended, uh, but not not the tag titles because <laughs> yeah, our tag champs yeah. just don't go. They don't go to Saudi Arabia, but. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. And, and just to wrap it all up before we get into our top five list here, um, n- no doubt, just a very another underwhelming show that some of these picks like Bianca Belair and switching the titles like it's fucking like it's right, like, right. Ch- like trading Lunchables at a fucking lunch or some shit like a school lunch. Yeah. It's just the prestige of it is just like just fucking garbage um, mm-hmm. makes no freaking sense. You could have given the title to Asuka, the Raw Women's Championship and just have Bianca then go to SmackDown. And it's no harm, no foul. Um, yep. the OC thing, it's great to see AJ Styles. That segment was kind of weird as it is, but, and LA, it's, it's great to see LA Knight get a victory. I mean, that was a big, yeah. that was at least one yeah. slimmer of a, a positive in the show. But yeah, Brian, like you said, this show was, was pretty much in a nutshell, just subpar mid and just flat out was just not good. Um, yeah. just, again, I can't really call this good guys, because again, we've seen good, we've seen a lot of good SmackDowns. And if we're, if we're going to call if, and if we're going to call this show, you know, good, then like, w- what does that say about the, the previous shows that we've watched in the past? You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, like, right. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's no comparison. Like all the SmackDowns that built up into mania versus now it's not even close. So to call this good in regards to that, it, it would be impossible. So. All right, it is finally time to get into our top five list for this week. So, uh, for the rules, everybody knows the rules, but let me uh, follow the rules once if, if people have forgotten. Um, everybody um, in any promotion is free game for this list. That includes WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, you name it. If you're a manager or whatever, it is free game to be on this list. You know, so one the, the list next week, it could be completely different uh, for this week. So it always changed week to week. 
um, you know, you know, and just, you know, we have fun with it. Like I said, everybody's, uh, everybody's free game in, re in regards to this list. So Brian, I'll have you start with your honorable mentions and your top five, and then I will get onto my honorable mentions in my top five. So Brian, the floor is yours. Take it away, my man. So, uh, my honorable mentions, um, I'm going to go with, uh, it's kind of a combo, um, AJ and the OC, um, Again, I, I I feel we just went over it. I mean, it, it was a horrible the way they presented the return, but I'm ecstatic that AJ Styles is back, and even that the OC is back together. You know, um, hopefully, again they they go on a good good run here. Uh, AJ's been one of the best wrestlers in the world for a decade now, at least. Um, so yeah, great great that he's back, man, and um. Interested, interested to see like who he gets involved with. Um, the second honorable is Broad Breaker. Um, just if you saw his kind of segment on, you know, he just kind of brutalized everybody. But really, I for me, it was spear, that spear, shit, man. Oh my, my god, god, bro. We talked yeah, a lot that, about that on on Thursday. That I mean, holy shit. That was man. that was one of the best spears ever. I mean, that's that's up for up real. there with maybe some of Goldberg's better spears for or real. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, my third honorable honorable is uh, Trinity uh, making her debut in Impact Wrestling. Shout out to Trinity um, Fatu. That is the name she's going by now. Obviously, yes. that's her real name. So yeah, shout right, out. Right, right. She is officially uh, a part of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, so shout yeah. out to her. Absolutely. Shout that's out to her and. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, so, I, from what I hear, I guess they they take the show the other night that's going to air next Thursday with yes. her debut on it. So, yes. yep. mm -hmm. so she'll be uh, yeah next next Thursday. Uh, if anybody can check that out, she'll be debuting on Impact. So your boys absolutely. will be watching more Impact Wrestling now because your boy loves <laughs> right? Trinity man. So, so again, shout out to her. She is freaking amazing. Um, and yeah, it's just good to see her back. Uh, at least in the pro wrestling world, I know a lot of people kind of wish she would be back in WWE, but just in just in pro wrestling in general. You know, she's from I believe you know they do the shows uh, Impact in the state of Florida, where she is yeah. from. So she doesn't have to travel a whole lot in regards to that nature. So, but yeah, but more props to her and much love to her. So yeah, yep. Uh, so getting them in, into my top five. Uh, so number five, I'm going with Sammy Guevara. Um, Obviously, they're they're giving him a push here in AEW. Um, this past week, uh, it really, he he's starting to become more entertaining on the mic. Um, again, I'm not the biggest fan of his style of wrestling, uh, you know, per se. But um, at least within this week, uh, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, he did some pretty good stuff. Um, so I'll go with him, number five. Number four for me is Solo Sokoa. Um, again, he, he doesn't have to say anything, really. It's just kind of his presence and, like, the way he's being involved in the storyline. Again, I thought we were going to get something last night that we didn't. Uh, but still, uh, the work he's been doing and just the story he can tell without even saying a word. Um so yeah, that's uh, he. He's still been one of the better wrestlers week to week. So I'll put him number four. Uh, number three for me, um, I'm going to go with Indy Hartwell. Um, mainly for I mean it was you know matches what you know kind of got screwed up there halfway, you know through the match. But um, just big shout out to her. You know, gutting it out, 
coming back in there to finish the match with whatever ankle injury or whatever injury it is that she does have. Um, not easy to do, not, uh, maybe even sometimes not recommended. <laughs> maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that sometimes, but again, this is what, what they do and what they love to do. And sometimes you get, you know, the adrenaline's going and, you know, uh, you won't feel the pain till tomorrow. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah. So anyway, shout out to her for, for going back in there and gutting it out and then getting called up to WWE. So, um, I imagine she's going to be out on injury for a bit. Uh, but, you know, hopefully if they're calling her up, you know, give the girl something. Shit. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. keep at least, like, keep her, keep, keep her, her name's going to be ending Hartwell right. stuff, she right? Have to wrestle, like, but just keep her involved in something. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, my number two uh, this week is going to be MJF. Because um, whether MJF is in the ring, if he's cutting a pro- promo with Sammy or if he's talking about fucking pickles. The guy is money, like in everything he does, man. Um, Absolutely. And this week was no different from him being on commentary to the promo with Sammy, um, getting involved in the match was, you know, at at the end. Uh, So again, he's, he's one of the top wrestlers, top, top. He probably is how he's 24, right? So under 25 he's, he is right. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. So somewhere, I think around the, under the age of 25. Yeah. I can't think of anybody, and granted, I don't know ages, but there can't be a better wrestler 25 and under than him in the world right now. I, I don't buy it. Actually, I think, actually, <laughs> um, I think he, I think he just turned, I think he's 20, I think he's 26. 26 oh, well, maybe. Let's, let's All right, the 26. Yeah, he's 26 or 27, actually, so, somewhere around there. But yeah, dude, still young as shit. I mean, I mean, by, yeah. I mean, imagine when this dude turns over 30. Oh, my freaking God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, God. I, I really, like, 10 years from now, like, when he's 35. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. man. Oh, dude, forget it. When he's Roman yeah. Reigns. Is, Roman Reigns is 35, 36 right now. I mean, so, I mean imagine when right? he's up in that. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, he continues to do awesome shit every every time you see him man um so uh he's my number two and now my number one again i'm gonna kind of cheat a little bit it's gonna be two people um this is just my personal preference this week man dax harwood and jeff jarrett those are my number one just as far as in-ring wrestling story told in-ring the moves they're doing to each other that make sense and connect that was a fucking wrestling match so For this week, Double J and Dax are my number one. Nice. Very, very nice, my man. Now it is my turn for my honorable mentions and my top five. So I'm going to get straight into it. My first honorable mention is Sammy Guevara. Um, I I will give, even though I've talked about Sammy Guevara in the rest of the pillars uh, on many occasions, I just don't think that they're ready to be involved of a title. But Sammy Guevara, and and, and Brian, you've mentioned about Sammy Guevara too. Like he's at least, uh, you know, Outside of MJF, those other three pillars, you know, J- uh, Jungle Boy, yeah. Darby, and himself, he's definitely above the edge out of those two. And he's, yeah. and he's with, separating the work himself. With him and MJF has actually been actually been pretty funny and actually pretty entertaining stuff. So I, I do give yeah. him credit where, where credit is due. Sammy Guevara, this was even not just this week, but this past week as well in regards to the, the, the friendship. <laughs> but yeah, between yeah. Him and, and MJF. So uh, Sammy Guevara deserves, uh, deserves his flowers for this week. Not enough to get into the top five, but but definitely an honorable mention for this week. 
Uh, my other honorable mention is Tony D'Angelo and Stax uh, from NXT. That little match, that match that they had uh, with Pretty Deadly, throwing them in the trunk of a car, driving off and throwing them into a fucking lake. Um, I just thought that whole, I don't know. It's just like the creativity in that segment was just off the charts. I just freaking loved it. They went back into later on in the show of them driving the car. They're like pretty deadlies. Like they're trying to get out of the trunk of the car. They pull over freaking stacks comes out of the, out of the passenger seat. And he's like wailing on them in the freaking, he's like, what happened? He's like, no, nothing. Just keep driving. <laughs> like I fucked it. I loved it, man. I freaking, yeah, yeah, I don't know, good. maybe like I'm, a, I'm an Italian as well. So maybe I'm a little bit biased there, but, uh, <laughs> but I freaking loved it. I, I loved them. The match was entertaining as shit. Um, you know, pretty deadly. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I haven't seen enough of pretty deadly, but I mean, for what I saw that they were pretty, they were pretty solid. Who knows how they get booked on the main roster, but Tony D'Angelo and Stax, man, you know, I've always been a fan of, of Tony D'Angelo. I love his little stick. Again, maybe I'm biased because I'm Italian or whatever, but, but for that match and for this week that they definitely deserve an honorable mention. Um, and my next one uh, is also Trinity Fatu, AKA Naomi. Uh, she has been the talk of this week in, in mm -hmm. the wrestling world of her being officially a part of impact wrestling. Um, so good to see her back and doing what she does. Or, or doing what she loves, I should say. Um, I know it's kind of bittersweet because we'd probably rather see this woman, you know, excel in, in, in WWE as opposed to being on Impact. But um, in regards to her situation, she's from Florida. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to travel a whole lot and everything. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, and, and, and it's another reason for, for Impact Wrestling and for wrestling fans to tune into Impact. And I'm going to be tuning into Impact every yeah. so often just to see what she's doing. So, so good to see yep. her back. Um, I know a lot of wrestling fans are as well. Um, and again, this, this, you know, her, you know, she made the noise this week and this was her week and, uh, we'll see, you know, with the tapings of impact this coming week, see, uh, how that show unfolds. So, um, and then my next and my final honorable mention is the OC. Um, you know, and again, it's, it's, uh, it's bittersweet because again, that segment, you know, not that it was really bad. It was just very, it was just very underwhelming. And the fact that I just didn't like the fact that the way the Viking Raiders were booked in that situation, but AJ mm. Styles, it's so good to see him, the OC kind of being back and hopefully they can gather some momentum and feel special again. Um, you know, right. especially like, like I said, man, they're not getting any younger, just strike while the freaking iron is hot, getting them, get them into something creative and, and, and we'll, and, and go from there. So, uh, but you know they they you know they made the big return. They got their draft in on the SmackDown, and uh, yeah, this this was their week. So um, now finally we get into my top five. At number five, I have Braun Breaker. Um, dude, I mean that spear was legit the moment of the freaking week. That spear delivered through the fucking staging area, just spearing Carmelo Hayes in half. I mean, holy shit, that was just freaking epic. Uh, yeah. Ron Breaker in this heel character has done wonders in, in such a short amount of time. Um, just, you know, and it's just, it's just really, really cool to see. Um, again, hopefully they don't, they don't rush this dude into the main roster. I, I want to see this heel character develop into some more mm -hmm. shit, you know, moving on, you know, months and months, you know, hopefully they don't have to, you know, they can continue this going into the summer or whatever. Um, because this, this, this heel character has potential, um, especially and if it and if, if this same heel character goes onto the main roster, who freaking knows, man? Um, with this same type of sure. booking, again, I, I don't I don't trust WWE to do so. But um, but in regards to this week, man, that spear itself and how big the moment was just deserves 
my man to be in this top five. So shout out to Braun Breaker. Um, at number, I'll bring him up to the main roster and call him Rick Scott just to take Rick and Scott <laughs> Steiner's name. Freaking, yeah, right, right, exactly. Well, exactly. just take take it from Rick and Scott Steiner, right, but yeah, 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 yeah they'll yeah. do some bullshit exactly, like that. Some fucking bullshit like that, exactly. So, <laughs> um, at number four, yes, I do have Solo Sokoa. Uh, Solo Sokoa is number four. Um, you know, like I said, even though. He didn't do a whole lot this week. Of course, you know, he was in the big part of the main event, whether he was going to turn on the Usos or not. Uh, but still, I, I just like the way that this dude, the way that this dude feels like this dude legit feels like a legit threat. Um, right. And that's the one kudos I'll give to WWE in regards to Solo Sokoa's booking. He legit feels like a threat. He's in, a, again, whether we like the storyline or not, he's, in a, he's been in really big moments. He's been in main events. Um, and props to him, dude. He's been he's excelled week after yeah. week after week, and he continues to do so when he doesn't even have to say a whole lot. And by the way, guys, this dude actually can cut freaking good promos. He did it. He did it over in NXT. So whenever that time comes, don't be shocked if this dude starts spitting straight fire because can this because right. this dude can actually legit talk. So, but yeah, Solo Sokoa. Uh, he may not be number one like he was last week, but he still is in this top five. He is number four. At number three, I have MJF. Um, again, I mean, whether he talks about pickles, uh, freaking calling Tony Schiavone a schmuck or whatever it is that this dude is entertaining as shit. I mean, guys, it's like, I, I, it's like, I know I, I always, I always put MJF in this list, but guys, how can I not? This dude is the biggest, the brightest spot in professional wrestling as a whole. I, I can't, how can I not have him on, on this list? Seriously. It, it really, like this dude continues at the age of 26, I think actually he just turned 27 uh, not too long ago. It's still, but still, at, 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 at under age 30 years old, this dude MJF is in his prime, and, and this dude continues to just be entertaining as fuck. Uh, yeah. Whether he's wrestling, whether he's on commentary, on the microphone, uh, th this dude just knows how to electrify and put on entertaining shit. Um, it's just, and it's just, it's just awesome to see. Um, and again, it just singing a Broadway number. Like, holy shit. <laughs> right. The guy can do it all, Seriously. man. Like he really Does a can. Broadway yeah. show, freaking singing pennies from heaven and shit. Like this dude can. Legitimately, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout out to MJF, man. Seriously. He, he can, as even though he's still young, he, he continues to get better by the day, by the week uh, and by the month. So number two, I have the Blackpool combat club at number two. Oh, second yeah. strike week in a row. Um, I like this freaking group. I like this faction. I like the way they've been built. I like the suspense of maybe Takeshka joining the group um, and, and, and the stuff that they got going on with Omega. They just feel, again, same with Solo Sokoa. They legit feel like a legit threat. I mean, Brian Danielson's right. out. I mean, they're out there freaking poking people with a fucking screwdriver and drilling their heads into it like – it, they, like they're just they just go around there doing whatever they want whoever whoever they want to do it to and whenever they want to do it um and i fucking love that shit man um hopefully <laughs> they continue to get creative i want to see some more backstage shit and, and more yeah. like maybe stuff in the parking lot or whatever but um but dude like i mean i i can't complain of how the, the blackpool combat club has been booked um ever since they officially turned heel i mean moxley claudio wheeler yuda Again, they don't have to talk a whole lot, nor nor, nor do they have to, um, and they just feel special. They they really do, mm -hmm. man. And I really like where it's going. And hopefully, Tony Khan does not fuck it up. Hopefully, but as of right now, the Blackpool Combat Club is freaking legit. And at number one for this week in my top five, 
is the Usos. The Usos are number one. Well, regardless, regardless of, of, of the main event and this storyline, which again has been a pretty much a rerun leading up to Mania, but it's more of the suspense about themselves and Roman Reigns. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just like the situation between them and what's going on between Roman Reigns and the Usos and the bloodline as a whole. Um, you know, it's just, you know, that's – and again, it's it's a big part of your show. And listen, the Usos are still the Usos, man. They're, they're like Jimmy Uso and Jay, even though they, they can still – they're still delivering of, of what's been given to them. And, and I got to give credit where, where credit is due and at least like in that aspect, right? Because that's the only – the only interesting – aspect i had about this main event tonight was the fact of because of roman reigns if they don't win the titles roman reigns is is gonna is gonna let them know like you done fucked up right Right. and 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 who knows and again like this could lead like i mentioned about in the main event this could lead into something fun right and it has been revolved around the usos um you know and i know we've talked a lot about the usos in these top fives um but you know what this week this week to me was the right week to do it in regards to the you know all the men- all the stuff that I mentioned about this whole situation. Um, yeah, I th- this was this was the Usos' week. Um, in, in right on, solid their, list. And started in, in regards to their uh, their situation with Roman Reigns. Um, can it can it be a major flop? Can they fuck it up? Yeah, <laughs> but does it have potential to make you know WrestleMania backlash actually worth watching? You're damn right it does. Um, where, where it goes remains to be seen. So that is my list at number five. I have Braun Breaker at number four, Solo Sokoa. Number three is MJF. Number two is the Blackpool Combat Club. And at number one, I have the Usos. And that is my top five. Um, once again, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this special episode of Ruthless Talk. I want to once again give a shout out to Savannah Summers for joining us. Today. Absolutely. Uh, she is, she is a tremendous sweetheart. Um, you know, she again is welcome back on this platform anytime. Um, so shout outs to her again, make sure you guys check out on her socials. I'll, I'll put links on, on our Instagram and on our Facebook page, um, as well as all of our social media platforms of, of her Twitter, her Instagram, uh, for you guys to go check her out as well as riot city wrestling. I'll make sure you check them out as well. They do actually do a lot of, a lot of decent stuff over there, you know, so make sure you guys show them some love, check them out. Um, and, and all that fun jazz. So, you know, hopefully everybody enjoyed that little interview. Hopefully that is one, you know, one of many wrestlers to hopefully to be on this platform for the foreseeable future. Um, but yeah, so another week of content coming up, of course, we have, Monday Night Raw this coming Tuesday as we talk the uh, part two, I should say, of the WWE draft. You know, who's going to go where? And, of course, we're back on uh, Thursday uh, to talk some AEW Dynamite as well as NXT, as well as, you know, the fallout of NXT spring breaking. And, of course, you know, their, situ- their situation in regards to this draft. So because, you know, who knows? There's probably going to yeah. be more NXT talent that's going to be called up to the main roster as well. Um, and of course, we are back here next week when we talk SmackDown, the final show, the go home show to WrestleMania Backlash. And then, of course, uh, Sunday will be the day when we talk WrestleMania Backlash. That is going to be the good, the bad and the ugly. It's been a minute since we've done one of those. And the very last one yeah, we did yeah. did not end so well. So hopefully, hopefully <laughs> right. that can end on somewhat of a positive note or have some semblance of, a, of, of positivity. We'll, we'll see. But 
Uh, so all of that is to come. So a lot of content coming your way and a lot of good stuff happening. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram as well as TikTok. Guys, we are three followers away from hitting 100 followers. Make sure you guys go check us out on TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk as well as Instagram. Same as TikTok, ruthless underscore talk, as well as join our Facebook group, join the community and join our platform. So Brian, before we end it uh, or end the show, I should say uh, your final thoughts uh, for today. Uh, just a, a quick, another shout out to Savannah Summers again. Thanks for coming on. And uh, it was interesting, you know, getting to know her a little bit, a little, a little, little bit of her story and where she comes from. So absolutely. Again, uh, guys, uh, you know, check out some of her matches and also RCW on YouTube. Absolutely. Um, other than that, yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, next week brings us with uh, WWE and AEW. As we always say, Brian, it's going to be good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's going right. to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm uh, Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody. <laughs>